0: Okay,
1: Uh, I think we're ready to go. I think we have all the settings and everything. Um, Do you need anything from us before we get started?
0: Um, No, I think I'm good. But I do have to share with you that why I told you I needed an extra five minutes is because I all of a sudden realized I was too high to talk <laughs> and I had five seconds of what the fuck <laughs> that oh. I didn't know where I was. No, <laughs> I had to orient myself.
2: <laughs> all right. Same here, Vanessa. Same here.
0: It rarely happens, but every once in a while it does. And
2: <laughs> listen, I'm, Vanessa, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. That's how I live my life daily day to day,
1: this motherfucker yeah. came from work and he's in that state <laughs> he's yeah. in charge of infrastructure for banks and financial systems and he goes to work like this i went to where you just got
2: <laughs> here from work dude i was at work yes <laughs> holy <laughs> shit dude that's awesome fucking hey day quick <laughs> oh boy anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would
3: do well to cover their ears right about now
2: My personal view is that it's nauseating, disgusting, degrading, ghastly, stevie,
0: drurious, violistic, and generally nauseating. They are unbelievably nauseating.
4: They are the antithesis.
3: I regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of merit.
2: I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of culture is to be applauded. They represent nothing, to my mind, enduring, decent, or worthwhile. I just do not believe they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large. I would like to see somebody
4: very large, exceedingly deep hole, and drop the whole bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world will be vastly improved by their total and utter non-existence.
2: P-S-R-O-P-S! Cinema PsyOps, hawk and Matt.
1: Hello and welcome to Cinema Psyops. I'm sitting here in the studio with a very confused and disheveled looking Matt. I'm not disheveled looking no no yeah you came from work looking like this yeah i'm
2: all right yeah i'm now confused i mean come on when are you nine out of ten times you're gonna be right on that yeah absolutely 9.5 even there was that one half a day back in
1: march last year (laughs) and an even more state of confused disarray our guest this week from the vd clinic it's vanessa how are you i'm fine how are you i'm doing well and if people dipped over the cold open they're going to not know what we're talking about but that's (laughs) why
2: fine now in quotations yeah
0: (laughs) i was not fine for five seconds and yeah i'm fine now
2: (laughs) or were you more fine five seconds ago Were you a little too fine five seconds ago
0: Debatable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is what your third or fourth time guesting with us because you did a fill-in episode with me whenever mac got sick. yeah so it's fourth now huh fourth. yeah you're you're closing the gap on gary's commanding lead yeah gary is our okay. current most guested guest right now so most well, guested guest of all guests yeah
0: <laughs> well i feel honored so thank you for having me back as usual
1: well you're also one of the guests that we have the most fun with when we have on so.
0: <laughs> that's good that's the, good <laughs> what i like to hear
1: well, that's how it works. I mean, if you're not a fun guest, chances are we will never have you back. Yeah. But you're a fun guest, so we'll you're have a, you back. We'll have you back. Yeah.
0: I was going to, I mean, I know you're masochist, but I would hope that you're not that much of a masochist. <laughs> we
1: are a couple of machinists. You are exactly uh, right. Ugh, God damn that fucking joke. One <laughs> yeah. of these days, I'm going to fucking go Jack Brooks Monster Slayer on you and punch you in the goddamn throat for that. Aw. <laughs> I is, like it because I'm a
2: machinist.
1: It's <laughs> my way of saying I love you, I guess. <laughs> I punch you in the throat. It means I love you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, God, dude, you're married. You know, oh, gotta love a girl who can take a punch. That's oh, how it works. Oh, no. Well, it's consensual. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, because now the visuals in my head it ain't gonna leave anytime
1: soon. I'm not the only one giving punches. Ooh, now I'm listening. Now, I'm yeah, listening. now you're into it. Now I'm into it. When a girl's beating a guy, yes, you like this? Yeah. All right. As if our last week's episode didn't display some of our kinks, yeah. laid bare for all of our <laughs> listeners. Oh, oh, oh yeah, pretty much. Who didn't want to hear any of it? Nope, never <laughs> want to hear it. We're getting into it more.
0: But that's an ongoing theme throughout the show. It's not just last week's episode. You can't just say that. (laughs)
1: that is true we do lay out our kinks yeah
2: don't
0: dismiss it that easily
1: yeah we lay ourselves out yeah all sorts of different ways Mm -hmm. do we ever this this is like an auditory vivisection (laughs) (laughs) i knew like one of those words (laughs) i'm trying to figure out which one it might be
2: You're pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's not so much stupid. I'm
1: actually pretty smart. I'm just never sober enough to show it. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So there's some big changes going on in Vanessa's world right now. I don't know if anybody's aware of this or not, but I'd like to give her the floor, talk about her show a little bit. And it is officially your show now.
0: Yes, it is actually. Um, uh, We started last, um, David and I started last May, and January was his last episode he decided he's retiring from podcasting. And my new partner in crime, starting with Fascist February, will be Darren. Darren Wilson of the psycho Cast is now my new co-host. Yeah. You offered
1: so. it to me, but I said the VC clinic just sounded too uh, un-American. <laughs> <laughs> true. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's really good, actually. <laughs> I just came up with that. Yeah, that's witty as shit. Look <laughs> at you. Right? I'm kind of proud of you already. Right I've been working for months on that one. <laughs> You're
2: like, just in months. case she
1: ever asked me. <laughs> yeah, just in case. I'll be like, no, the VC clinic is too un-American. <laughs> so it's still going to be the VD clinic, but you're the one that's taking over, right?
0: Um, Yeah, I'm learning to edit. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a little hiccup or two, maybe. But that's but okay.
1: Editing is such a thankless task. It really, truly is. No one understands because the better you are at it, the less people are aware that you've done it.
2: I'll tell you, it's so thankful I don't know who edits this show. It's me, dipshit. <laughs>
1: oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. Wow, great job, man. All the horrible, misogynistic, yeah? racist, homophobic, hate-filled shit that you say is what I cut out of the show. Okay,
2: but then when you cut out your stuff like that, how much show is actually
1: left? I don't <laughs>
2: cut my stuff out like that, because that's not me. Uh, sure it
1: isn't. I'm all-inclusive.
2: <laughs> you hate everybody. Oh, I hate I hate that joke. I hate when people do that. I know.
1: I do hate people. I know you do. <laughs> it doesn't matter Legit, why. that wasn't a joke. I was actually being quite honest. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Human beings suck. Yep. We're just way off the rails. Which one of us got high again before the show? I can't remember. Uh, All of us. Was it me? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. I think we hotboxed you. <laughs> I'm getting a contact <laughs> hype sitting between the two of you. <laughs> Yeah, you
0: got a contact high from New York all the way there, so.
1: So the VD Clinic still going to be on Legion Podcast, correct? We're not yeah. losing you from there?
0: No, 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 no. No, everything's staying the same except just Darren is taking over in the co-host, and now I get more of his alternative photography in my <laughs> <laughs> for my show now. So
1: so basically, you stepped up and now you've been promoted in the VD Clinic. You're now the head of the clinic, and now you have an underling as your Something co-host.
0: Something like that, I guess. Well, it's funny because Darren said that, you know oh you're the boss and i'm like no this is e- we're equal in this and he's like well, you're doing the editing so i consider it 51 49 percent not 50 50 i'm like okay fair enough
1: <laughs> well whoever owns the bulk of the equipment does the bulk of the show work is the one in charge the more that you do the more in charge you are which is why it's 100 percent my decision on everything we do and zero percent matt
2: <laughs> yep, that and i just don't care enough <laughs>
1: there's that too there's
2: that too
1: <laughs> you're really just a fucking Soundboard, you're like a glorified Flavor flave in this podcast. Glorified, I am exactly <laughs> Flavor Flav of this fucking podcast. Except he actually had talent compared to you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're more like a little John. Let, let it, oh. You're like a what okay, man. <laughs> okay?
2: Can I get auto tuned?
1: <laughs> sure, I could try. Yes. When I can isolate the tracks better. All it. right. We are so far off the fucking rails. Fucking,
2: I mean, we can't even see them with Binox by this point. <laughs> b- Binox? Yeah, I shortened binoculars to Binox. I'm, I'm, I'm getting so fat that I'm shortening words that probably don't need to be shortened. <laughs> you
1: got winded staying binoculars? <laughs> Pretty much. You're like, Binox. <sighs> 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 Well, the reason that I myself am quite disheveled and not yeah. holding it together. Yeah. We covered a Pam Greer movie this we week. We did
2: cover a Pam Greer movie. Oh,
0: my goodness.
2: <laughs> Everyone's rubbed raw. Oh. Oh,
0: I'm just pointing it out, it, and I'm not promising anything. I'm going to try not to gush too much over Pam Greer. I, I have a massive lady boner for her. So.
1: Gush no <laughs> way, man. i
4: just
0: putting it right out there. <laughs>
1: what the world's for. In all definitions of the word gush, you can gush as much as you want for <laughs> Pam Greer. <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows I am right now. Sploosh. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for Vanessa's amazing podcast, The VD Clinic. We will have some music from Foxy Brown. And when we come back, we will have the trailer. Are you
0: sick of the same old stale podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and David as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time washes to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. And then there's the waiting room where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on iTunes and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VDClinicPod or email them at VDclinicPod at gmail.com they're ready to cure what ails you. And still, they just might be contagious.
3: Get information. <laughs>
1: Is
2: Foxy super bad? Super bad, and a whole lot of women. Oh yes.
1: Super bad. One of the things yeah. that I absolutely love about the black exploitation era of uh, soundtracks is the theme song for the main character. Yeah. That always is like hype machine. Oh yeah, big time. And <laughs> and usually, more frequently, it's right at the beginning of the film. You see them being them, or in the case of the film, we'll we'll get into it when this happens with Fox Brown. But they're setting up the character, and then the theme song is like almost like this bard singing the praises of a hero. That you're about to meet, yeah, in the, <laughs> in the you
2: know in the Colosseum, <laughs> something along those lines, yeah. or or like or the uh, castle, I'm, yeah, or
1: or it's like an overture in like a Shakespeare play where that guy comes in and tells you that you're about to see the tale of Foxy Brown, yes, a woman who will never <laughs> let her man down. <laughs>
0: That's a great way of putting it.
1: You know what else will never let your man down, Matt? What's that? This trailer. Oh, brown. When
3: Foxy Brown comes to town, all the brothers gather round. Because she can really shake them down.
4: Foxy lady,
3: Foxy lady. Pam Grier, that one chick hit squad who creamed you as coffee, is back to do a job on the mob as Foxy Brown.
5: You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it.
3: A chick with drive, who don't take no jive.
5: Woman, she's crazy, no telling what she'll do.
3: She's sweet brown sugar with a touch of spice.
5: If you see a man anywhere, send him in, because I do need a man.
3: And murder, if you don't treat her nice. Sounds like a public menace. Sure do. Foxy's got guts. No ifs, ands, or buts.
5: I better warn you, I got a black belt in karate. And I got my black belt and bar stools.
3: She won't budge when she carries a grudge.
5: I want justice for all of them whose lives are bought and sold so that a few big shots can climb up on their back.
3: Sister, I think what you're asking for is revenge. So there ain't no hope for dudes who deal dope. I swear, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. Have no fear. Pam Greer is here as Foxy. Foxy Brown.
1: Okay, so this trailer guy voice is very clearly a white dude trying to be Dolomite. Yeah.
3: yeah
0: absolutely. Yeah
1: man. <laughs> I want to let them know that Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. <laughs>
2: So that was the same trailer for, for this guy from every kind of, sounds like from every kind of grindhouse uh, exploitation slash exploitation, whatever kind of right. film. But he's trying, to put a, he's trying to put a little soul he, he, to his yeah, voice.
1: he's he trying to put a little stank on it. That's yeah. for sure. That's for yeah. sure. Normally, he would just be like, "Boxy was a girl who got tired of putting up with shit when her man was taken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now he's like, wait, I got a rhyme? Oh, shit. And you then
0: to you, add <laughs> the word brother in there, like, <laughs>
2: brother. Yeah. <laughs> this sweet soul
1: <stole laughs> sister. <laughs> you cannot resist her. I, I can't do this, guys. Uh, no, come on, seriously. Come on, man, read it.
2: <laughs> just read it. It's
1: your job.
2: She's a chick with drive who ain't taking no jive. All right, this is perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't quite feel right. No, it, it just, doesn't. It's off. And <laughs> I was
2: waiting to hear, I haven't seen this trailer, so I was waiting to hear his voice. That's that's the exact voice I knew I was going to hear for this trailer, because it's right at the right time, and it's the right type of movie. But yeah, it was it was a little off when he was starting to, you know, Dr. Seuss's way through this.
1: Alright, so the film opens with the AIP logo, which we all know and love, and even Matt should now be familiar with this, because am... you've seen at least one other AIP picture now.
2: Yeah, what ones was that? <laughs> really,
1: dude? After the AIP logo, we then see a very trippy credit sequence set to the theme for Foxy Brown, which I played at the beginning of the show, because fuck yes, I'm going to play that. Fuck
2: yeah, you have. if you did play that, I'd be like, you have to end the show now.
1: I may or may not have gone out of my way to find the original vinyl release that someone uploaded to the internet and then broke the those into individual tracks for the show
2: there's the anal attentive
1: attention to detail i've been looking for just because i wanted the hisses and pops during the song yeah from the i know
2: you're fucked up and i love it man it's great <laughs> i know if you actually put that mind towards world domination i'd actually be really worried <laughs>
1: yeah if i applied myself to my evil instead <laughs> yeah, of this show yeah, i'd be
2: really scared
1: <laughs> this is much more fulfilling than evil
2: i see and i know that's why i'm not i'm not scared that you're actually gonna end the entire
1: existence Trump's taking care of that for me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so this is definitely one of my favorite openings of any of these particular types of exploitation movies from the 70s. I don't want to just say black exploitation, but the action hero type exploitation yeah. movies
2: that they did. Yes, especially a, a woman action hero. Well, there's there's that.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of these, uh, I don't know what to call it, yeah, where it's, you have it's girl exploitation? Yeah, it's definitely a woman. Exploit, yeah. it,
2: it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of exploitation films. It is black exploitation, women exploitation it's, it's you've seen it's a,
0: the exploitation
2: yeah yeah violence exploitation I mean, holy shit it's a lot of shit
1: the thing that's really great about it though is the film lets you know right off the bat you're in for a good time yeah because during the dancing sequence one of those times Pam Gur is dancing in a bikini mm-hmm. yeah and then that splits <laughs> exactly. off to yeah. show her dancing in a lot of other the outfits she will be later wearing in the film <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's like a fashion show where she comes yeah. out and goes these are the outfits that I will be wearing while and, I'm in this film and you're like thank you movie oh I say yeah. thank you movie the yeah, every yeah. time she's on screen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Minus a few Minus things. Minus a few things. There yeah. are a few things you can't say thank you about this movie. You want to know why this film is so exploitive, Matt? Why? Jack Hill. Jack Hill?
2: Yeah. Is he the director? And the writer. And the writer. And yeah. he's... Is he? Yeah. Does he do a lot of exploitation stuff, I'm assuming?
1: Jack Hill is a name to revere when it comes to exploitation films. Okay. A revere... A revolt.
2: Greer
0: and Revere. he had okay. he had already done multiple films with Pam Greer and actually Sid Haig and Catherine Lodger had all had been in like what was that Big Bird Cage? Yep. Big Dollhouse altogether.
1: Big Bird Cage, right. Big Dollhouse. What's that? Two women two in prison different- films. Oh no! Are we doing those two eventually? <laughs> and then, like,
0: black mama, white mama, you know. Like. Also a
1: woman in prison film, but it's more of an escape film. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're looking at me like we're going to do those. Look, if there are women in confinement, <laughs> we're covering the film. Alright, alright. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And st-
0: women in prison is one of my, fa- my favorite genres, I have to say.
2: <laughs> Vanessa, I don't know if you're sure about this, but we're about like a year out from
1: just straight up reviewing porn.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: probably less at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I will say that for me personally, women in prison movies. It's a thing is, that a thing. <laughs> oh, it's totally a thing. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, thank you, David. Uh, Jack Hill has actually done some of my favorite uh exploitation films of all time. Okay, the one that I used to quote all the time, Spider Baby, where I would look at you and say it's not nice to hate.
2: Oh, okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he did that one. Uh, Switchblade well, Sisters,
2: Coffee. oh, he did Switchblade Sisters and Coffee, the uh. film
1: that Pam Greer got her oh. name from at the start. Kind of oh, okay, like that's where people really took notice of her. It was her first big lead, as far as I know. I'm saying I mean, that because I'm not sure.
2: Uh, all I know it's it's not, it's it's hard to. To not notice Pam Greer in yeah. anything.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean But do you know what keeps people from noticing Pam Greer? What's that? Racism. Oh fucking dirty, yes. stupid racism. It <laughs> kept it kept a beautiful, amazingly talented uh-huh. oh God, I love Pam Greer. Oh
2: God, he just finished
1: yeah. <laughs> amazing. The two of these people teaming up as we kind of already discussed, both Jack Hill and Pam Greer, when you see both of their names in the credits of a film, you know for sure that you are in for a good time and that it's going to be a good movie. Yes. You're going to know that for sure from this point forward. I would that. agree after seeing this movie. I've never yeah. seen Foxy Absolutely. Brown. Particularly, Absolutely. Particularly whenever women are in prison.
2: Oh, well, hold on. Let me amend <laughs> that. I've never seen all of Foxy Brown. Okay. I've seen parts.
1: I'm just impressed that you've seen parts of Foxy Brown. Yeah. You went right to the nude scenes, didn't you? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the movie because you did a search for Pam Grew nude. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you admit it. All right. So after the credit sequence, we get a car and... And it is following none other than Huggy Bear. I know this movie came out before he was officially Huggy Bear. Yeah, but it's Huggy Bear. He will always be Huggy Bear today. I even noticed him this time. Antonio as Target. Bear. Right? Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. Thank you. <laughs> His name is Antonio Fargas, but he is forever branded as Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear, forever. All day long. (laughs) Doesn't matter how many bridges he may have built. Nope. Doesn't matter how many churches he may have constructed. Nope. The minute he became Huggy Bear,
2: you're Huggy Bear. He's Huggy Bear. It's not
1: Antonio Fargas, the church builder. One time. One time, and you are Huggy Bear. (laughs) Coincidentally, Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Not Huggy Bear. Not Huggy Bear. No. Not even
2: even a little bit can he be Huggy Bear. (laughs) You You play Snoop Dogg one time, and you're Snoop Dogg forever.
1: Unless you're Snoop Lion, but we're not going to get into oh, that. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Huggy Bear is failing miserably at being low-key and trying to be aloof. It's like he's got this dive step that he's doing while he's walking, but and at it, the same time, he's, like, ducking into every little doorway. And if he's
2: trying to blend in, he's wearing the way wrong colors.
1: Right? And he's, like, doing this, like, dramatic spin where he's trying to look behind him, and then he'll duck into, like, a doorway area. It took me a second, but I'm like, oh, wait, he's not trying to be hip. He's on some kind of a drug, and he's trying to be low-key. Listen,
2: oh. I'm saying it is, with the type of orange he was wearing, I thought he was a pimp deer hunting. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is the burnt orange that deer hunters wear so other deer hunters don't, you know,
1: shoot That's them. True. Like, That's if you're, true.
2: Like if you remember our former vice president, Dick Cheney, did to a guy one time. Shot him. Shot him. He did that. <laughs> he, could,
1: <laughs> he could be an air traffic controller <laughs> who pimps out the planes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to ride in this one? It's a sweet one. It's a sweet one. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, so he darts into what I assume is a hot dog stand because it says hot dogs. Yeah, but it's apparently food. you also it's get tacos. Taco. Right, you can get tacos there. So it's a food stand, but all you really see first is hot dog across the top of it. They, yeah. They're getting tacos and coffee. What's yeah. tacos and coffee? That's the weirdest fucking <laughs> choice there. Criminals oh. and cops Yeah, who are also criminals. Oh,
2: yeah. God, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Here we go.
1: It's getting started. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. you
0: got two of us here for that. You
1: yeah. yeah. um, outnumbered. There we go. <laughs> All right, so the two people that are following him end up jumping out of the car, but he is saved by two cops getting out and getting a meal, and as we all mentioned, everybody orders tacos and coffee. I'm going to blame the drugs in this case.
2: Yeah, you're just hungry, and you're thirsty.
1: Now, when I first wrote this note, I thought for sure that the cops were going to be getting hot dogs, because all I saw was hot dog stand, and I made a note that says, hot dogs are usually made out of pork, so isn't this technically cannibalism? God. Damn, already? Yeah. Jesus, man. There are no good cops in this film, dude. Just settle down. There are no good cops in this film. Okay, I get it. In the film, just settle down. Well, maybe one. All right. Foxy Man, but we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, just settle down. All right, so Huggy orders a taco as well, and he sits down, and he's trying to basically sit 100% as close to the cops as he can get without being right on top of their laps. Yeah. And he's like right up against them, like, please, Mr. Officer, don't leave. (laughs) Like his whole thing. Hold me. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. The mobster guys are basically flanking him. They're giving him the stink eye from either side of the hot dog stand. Like they want to make sure that whichever direction he goes, they got a guy on either side. Yeah, right. (laughs) If he goes straight, then they can both just kind of converge on him. That was kind of interesting strategy where they're like, we'll just sit here. Yeah. (laughs) Eat our tacos. Eat our our coffee. Huggy uses this Hail Mary he has with the cops to make a call on the payphone. And because Pam Greer is having dialogue, that's our first clip. All right.
5: Hello. Foxy? It's
6: Link. Now now just listen. I gotta talk fast. I'm in big trouble.
5: Well, if you're dealing in dope again, you might as well forget it, because I'll just... Never mind that. Bro,
6: there's two big motherfuckers waiting to beat the living shit out of me. As soon as these two cops finish their goddamn lunch. The taco stand, the corner of Brewster and Church Street. So hurry up. Foxy,
5: for Christ's sake, I'm your brother. You gotta help me. Please. All right, all right. When I see you, I'll blink my lights, okay?
1: All right. Okay, so after this, we see Foxy, played by Pam Greer, to stand up and take off her night nightgown, which was extremely see-through, and we get a brief shot of shadowed Rest. Thank you, movie. Yeah. Oh, I wrote, yeah. I love you, movie. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> movie, I love you. I didn't say it like that. Uh. I was going,
2: I love you, movie! <laughs> Tears coming down and saying, I love you so much!
1: <laughs> she puts on a bra off-screen. God damn goddammit, mm-hmm. and then hides a gun in it. Pff, fucking A. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. There's just something sexy about an armory and
2: a brassiere. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I mean, she put a gun in between two cannons. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Not inaccurate,
1: but a little insensitive. <laughs> Pam Greer is more than just a set of amazing breasts. I know. I'm not saying she it's, isn't. Just say it.
0: That's just it. Is that She, yes, she's, she's beautiful physically, but she's smart too. And then she can kick ass on top of that. I mean, like she's a triple threat. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that.
1: That's right. <laughs> that's exactly how I said it in my prayers every night to a non-existent God when I was hoping for a companion. <laughs> And then I got the restraining order from Pam Greer, and life just got really bad.
2: Is that when you stop believing in
1: God? I'm going to say yes.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> That's when I started having my doubts. <laughs> I wasn't asking for much. Not just Pam Greer. <laughs> All right, so they cut from this to Huggy Bear trying his absolute best to keep the cops at the stand. This may be the only time in the world you will ever see a black man try and keep cops around him. Yep. Yep. They leave anyway because, you know, they right, can't I, take I, any signs that the man is in distress and he needs their help. Yeah, they're a very good cop. <laughs> well, they're cops.
0: God, and man. it was the early 70s. Yeah. Come on, man.
1: Seriously? <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Come on. And it takes place in the L.A. area, so, yeah, they don't
1: give a shit. L.A. cops are pretty nefarious for being the worst cops right. in all of the nation. Yeah, I have no argument on that one. That's mm. And scary.
0: the racism level, you know.
1: Yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. And also, there are not rap acts that write music about fuck the fire department or <laughs> right. fuck health and human services. <laughs>
0: No, fuck not the at DMV.
1: All. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although maybe they should make that last one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna argue. If a if a rap act like a nerdcore writes yeah. something about fuck the DMV, then, yeah. then I'm behind it. That's solid gold, baby. All right, so we have 70s action music starts up, and it is a total showdown as the two mafia guys. I'm assuming they're mafia because they're looking all mobbed up as shit. They're thugs either way, and they're clearly in some form of organized crime. Although I don't know how organized these two themselves are. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty low on the rungs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: they are.
1: They're the leg breakers. They're the the fist to cuff guys. I mean, listen,
2: man, you don't just go gorging yourself on tacos before you're going to beat
1: up a guy. Well, no, you're going to throw up taco all yeah. over him and leave that DNA or on shit him. your pants.
0: Exactly. It,
2: <laughs> it's hard to be Either. an intimidating gangster with shit pants.
1: I don't know. That that might work in your favor.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you might gross a guy out, but you're not going to intimidate him.
1: Yeah, well, you'll see.
2: If you really want to intimidate him, you take the pants down you let the shit shoot all over the place. You show the
1: distance. you just obsessed with people shitting kind of
2: I don't (laughs) know why it just happened are you part German (laughs) actually I'm not Maybe uh, I am. Mm. Go check Ancestry.com <laughs> and learn, learn how to be depressed with myself and my heritage. There you
1: go. Foxy had said in the clip that she's going to be flashing the lights. So as soon as the mafia guys are moved in to start beating on Huggy Bear because they're at either side of the street and he's just standing there in the middle looking like he just shit his pants. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Foxy is there. She flashes the headlights on her car and then straight up tries to run down one of the mafia thugs and does not even fucking stop for her brother. No. He has to jump onto the car and (laughs) climb in through the motherfucking sunroof. Listen, man, if someone woke me up to have to pick him up from Mafia bosses, I'd be pretty pissed too. She hits both of the Mafia guys with the car just enough to knock them down. We call that the seven ten split. But doesn't even fucking bother to stop for her own brother. No. Because she's like, you got yourself into this mess and I know it. You better Jedi mind trick your way (laughs) into that fucking car. And I just love seeing fucking Huggy Bear's legs sticking out of the top of the car for the rest (laughs) of (laughs) the sequence. It's fucking amazing. Alright, so one of the Mafia guys ends up getting back up just in time as she's whipping the car around again with uh, Huggy Bear's legs sticking out of the sunroof. He jumps up on the hood of her car. She fucking yells at him to get off the hood of her car. <laughs> <laughs> she starts flying down the street and she's got a fucking guy. He is screaming like a bitch. Yeah. Ah! She's got a fucking guy strapped to the hood of her car trying to hold on for dear life and another's legs up out of her fucking sunroof. Just amazing. If you're not in for the movie for the rest of what you're about to get after a pulse, you're after, not alive. After just this sequence, if it doesn't bring you in, you just don't know. You're not alive. You're not, you're not <laughs> with it. You're not woke. All right. She ends up actually getting the guy off of the car by taking and launching him. What she does is she just kind of drives and then runs sort of off the side of a pier by hitting some of the little blocks to keep a car or vehicle or whatever from going off and busting up some of the wood, but slamming on the brakes at the same time to use the force of that immediate stop and then hitting those blocks to launch the fucking guy right into the river or water. It might have been a bay. I'm I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Either way fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. They make it back to the house and Pam Grier's talking again so that's our next clip. You saved my beautiful black ass. You really did.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. And you better have a mighty good reason why those hoods were after
1: it
6: too.
5: Well, oh, practically nothing. A lousy two or three days. Come on, Link. You're not talking to one of your jive-ass friends. You're talking to me, your sister. Now give it to me straight. I am.
6: Now listen. I had to borrow a few bucks to go into business.
5: From a loan shark,
6: right? Well, the Bank of America started giving up mortgages on numbers banks, have they?
5: Okay, okay, so what happened?
6: What do you think the odds are against 500 people all hitting the number on Martin Luther King's birthday? So how much did you go down for? Lousy 20 grand or so. But I would have had it all back if they just give me a lousy two or three more days. Oh,
5: Link, after all you've been through, what are you going to learn? Look, it's a legitimate
6: business. Almost. But it's better than being a paid informer like that big shot boyfriend of yours. And where is he now? Probably at the bottom of the river, polluting it with his feet in a bucket of cement. Shut up
5: about him, Link.
6: Yeah, but I was doing fine before dealing coke, and then you came down on
5: me for that. Oh, all right. I guess you're gonna have to stay here until I can think of what to do.
6: Thanks, baby. And them people don't know nothing about you at all.
5: And that's another thing. As long as you're under this roof, you gotta promise me to stay away from them people. And of that. Foxy,
6: look, I mean, I'm a black man, and I don't know how to sing, and I don't know how to dance, and I don't know how to preach in no congregation. I'm too small to be a football hero, and I'm too ugly to be elected mayor. When I watch TV, and I see all them people in all them fine homes they live in, and all them nice cars, they drive and I get all full of ambition now you tell me what I'm supposed to do with all this ambition I got
5: I don't know Link I just don't want to see you end up in jail or shot down in the street somewhere
6: <laughs> baby jail is where some of the finest people I know are these days a car came out of
3: nowhere now what kind of a bullshit story is that What car? Who was it? How should I know? You said us to take care of one little punk-ass dealer. You didn't say nothing about us having friends looking after him. Eddie, junk dealers don't have friends. Did you at least get a look at him? It was pretty dark, but I'll tell you, it looked like a broad to me. A broad? What do you suppose these two were smoking? You know I don't drink or smoke or nothing, Mr. Elias.
6: Eddie, of course things don't always go smoothly, especially when one becomes careless. I'm sure he won't be so careless again.
3: No, Miss Catherine sure won't. This
6: man has cost us a lot of money. Do you know what happens when we let these people get away with something like that?
3: Yeah, they'll do it again. No, no, what she means is the word gets out all over town and then nothing we say means shit, huh? He won't get away with it, Miss Catherine, I promise. Good,
6: you may go now.
3: You know, sometimes you just have to talk tough to these people to get them to listen to you.
6: Yes, you're right, Steve.
1: What do they mean, those people? There's a lot of talk about those people and yeah. these people and them oh, people. Them people, those people? Everybody's saying, too. Yeah. There's, yep. there's a definitive dividing uh, line between those people and these people.
2: Exactly. What
1: about the other people? The ones with the stars on their stomachs? Yeah, those people. Well, some people have stars on their stomachs and some mm-hmm. have none. So some people are care bears and some people aren't. No, I'm talking Sneetches. Oh. We're back to Dr. Seuss. Oh, yes. Brought talking a full circle. Yeah. And we're back to Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: this n- episode least.
1: <laughs> we will never be back to Dr. Seuss. Never. Never, ever, ever. We left that boat a long time ago. Yeah, we're not so innocent. Alright, so at the end of the clip there, yep. Steve and uh Miss Catherine kissed, and uh was a whole lot of stuff to kind of unpack all at once here, but let's just kind of sum up, alright? Link a.k.a. Huggy Bear, a.k.a. Antonio Fargus, is a piece of shit. Yes. His sister needs to cut ties with him altogether. Legit. But, being a caring, functional human being with empathy, she's incapable of doing this. Sucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if she were to have cut her brother off the first time he got messed up with Coke and didn't solve his own problems, none of this movie would have happened, though. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah, well, there's that. Alright, so, there's also a little point that I want to I want to bring up, too. Did you notice how Link, a.k.a. Huggy Bear, Okay, Antonio Fargas Does that what aboutism? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about your man if he what wouldn't about, have, yeah, yeah. What about your man if he didn't do this, he probably wouldn't have been dead and now he's dead because he's a narc. Well, your man's a narc, so why are you coming down on me? What about? What about?
2: Motherfucker, <laughs> your sister just saved your fucking life. Maybe you should you
1: be sensitive about her man, man that getting, that died like 3 months ago? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you would
0: think. And maybe you should also be thanking her.
1: <laughs> yeah. He does. He starts off by saying that he saved and, she and saved he her beautiful black thank ass.
0: Her. The, he doesn't like,
1: even thank her. He just states a fact. You He never yeah. thanks her. Yeah. That lanky piece of shit. Yeah, I'm really... Link's the real problem here. Yeah. He's the link. Yeah. He's the, oh, God. That, that ties everything together. God damn
2: it. <laughs> I didn't name him. <laughs> no, no, you didn't, but you didn't have to play the pun either. I pointed
1: it out. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Whatever. He's linking it all together. Okay. I'm just going to keep hitting that. Yeah, I know. You've oh, done God. it twice now. Yeah. <laughs> everything is... Is linked, Matt. Oh, God. Jesus. It's all linked. All right. So Steve and Miss Catherine end up having a little bit of a kiss there at the end of the clip. And they cut from that, thankfully, because it's really disgusting. <laughs> I really don't like either oh of those two Oh, my God. Movies. The two yeah, no. of
0: them. The oh. two of them. This entire film.
1: It is some slimy shit. You can just tell right off the bat when you first see them and they first appear on screen. And let's not even mince words. There's a whole lot of racist uh, shit that was being said on their side of the clip that mysteriously disappeared on oh, yeah, my that's, blade.
2: That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 It's a good thing. A lot of things get cut out between the things they say
1: oh yeah yeah a whole lot of racist diatribes in this lots of them but not in these clips no so they cut from this to the hospital as foxy is visiting her ailing man to the tune of some baby making music which may or may not end up in the episode at some point because i got <laughs> the whole album <laughs> <laughs> she starts giving him a little kissing uh, fest on the stomach and lower chest area, and I assume that she's moving south. Uh, at least I'm fantasizing that I'm mm-hmm. the man in the bed that mm-hmm. she's doing this. Yeah, I'm not gonna I lie. Look like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Because he wakes up and asks, "What the hell she's doing?" Like a fucking idiot, you bastard! All right, when you wake up to a blowjob, you let the person do what they're doing. Yeah, because yeah. you got teeth around your junk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You don't say anything. You are not in control of your own life anymore at this point. You just ride this out. When when teeth are wrapped around your cock, you do whatever the fuck that person wants you to do. You
2: do whoever owns those teeth (laughs) spitting.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Now, when you ask, what do you want? And they answer. (laughs) <laughs> you have to wait till they're done yeah, wait till they're
2: done then you look at it out and go don't talk with your mouth full
1: <laughs> but the point is when someone's giving you a blowjob that you wake up to you don't say what are you doing you just sit back and you enjoy the moment you wake up you look down you give your brain a minute to figure out what's going yeah. on
2: <laughs> and then you just enjoy it as long as it's a, a it's a blowjob you want what? I mean if it's not consensual then you had a problem
1: well I mean
2: if you're getting <laughs> head, you're getting ahead it's like pizza <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean it, it, you know there's no such thing as bad pizza is that what you're trying to tell me if you look down and it's like not your particular taste then you just close your eyes and make do <laughs> head is head man it's, yeah. now that i'm a married man i can't say that yeah. <laughs> Is you know it's like is this my spouse? Yes, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the Venn diagram that <laughs> <That's>, happens now. <laughs> Same <Savior>. here. <laughs> Before I was married or tied to another person in any way, shape, or form with being a boyfriend. If that situation were to arise, yeah, and you wake up like that, you just thank your lucky stars. Yes, you just go okay. And you reconsider okay. your position on atheism. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's no way that shit happens otherwise. You look down real quick, and you
2: do a quick look, and you go, oh, uh, uh." don't look too long, because, you know, you don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth.
1: and <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to look like a <laughs> gift head in the mouth? <laughs> Literally and <laughs> figuratively. figuratively. <laughs> right after he stops her from performing whatever type of happy little joy dance she's doing in his nethers, they have an innuendo-filled dialogue that implies that they will be making with the fucking, and it has been too long because he's been in the hospital, and that- he wants to wait till the bandages come off. My thought was if she wants to do it.
2: Yeah. Well it's she started and then he was like no and then after some talking then he turned into a, a yes. Yeah. She talked him into it. Well that what
1: a jerk hole. The innuendo filled dialogue is what pretty much turned him around on that. Yeah. It only takes so long before all the innuendo ends I came up being like, innuendo.
2: I came like seven times just listening to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too but all I had to do was look at Pam Greer. Yeah. It's like instantaneous.
2: Yeah. By the end of this movie where you shooting dust <laughs> it just sound like air uh, it was more
1: tantric where i just yeah, it's constant you just felt it yeah. the whole time <laughs> Pam Greer on screen is a constant orgasm. <laughs> that's a clip I'll be proud to have there played over go. and over again. All right. So they imply that they're going to be making with the fucking and the band has actually come off today. So Foxy is kind of apprehensive about what his face will be like, but then he reassures her that his dingus is going to be exactly the same. They didn't touch that in the plastic surgery. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing.
2: Well, she seems to be all right with it. So
1: yeah, if she's happy with what she's got, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. You Pam
2: know, Greer, I mean, a fine woman like that can get whatever piece she wants. So. Let's be must
1: be all right. <laughs> You're saying he's packing meat like a cow?
2: <laughs> well, if, if that's what
1: Pam Greer wants, yeah, I guess I suppose so. I mean, you know, most people don't go for the personality as <laughs> he holds his hands up <laughs> three feet apart. <laughs> three How big was that fish you caught? About that big, about that big, How big as my personality. Oh, <laughs> he's just I so got a... empty and void. No, no, not my heart. Oh, oh, my your personality. personality. Oh, yeah, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> They decide that they're going to close the curtains, as Matt had alluded to earlier, and they decide to get after it, which we're a little upset that they closed the curtains so we can't kind of see what's going on. It's rude, guys. It was yeah. real rude. He's, real rude. He's, he's not a bad looking dude. He's got Pam Grier. I'm just hoping she'll be on top. <laughs> I think she has to be well, in she this. She was. Yeah. She would have they, to be.
0: When they closed the curtain, she was.
1: <laughs> Vanessa has studied this very closely. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I may or may not have. <laughs> I'm not, not saying.
1: Freeze frame. <laughs> Vanessa has the highest of definition prints of this that she can get. <laughs> she has also bought frames from she, the 35 millimeter this, negative.
2: Is this like the Zapooder film? Back and to the left. Back and to the, the left.
1: left. <laughs> just, hey, as, you. <laughs> just as it seems like they're about to actually get it on, Nurse Cockblocker, I believe that's what her name tag said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nurse Cockblocker. Yeah.
2: Oh man, and fucking A, what we're about to see, the meanest fucking nurse that's ever lived. Yep. <laughs>
1: She comes in and ruins all of the mood He says, it's time for a sponge bath. Frankly, I would have said, bitch, get out of here. I'm about to get a tongue bath.
0: <laughs> or I'll give him the sponge bath. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right. So she strips him down. And when she notices that his dong is standing up, she slaps him right on the fucking boner. What the fuck, lady? You a mean, mean woman. She's all like, we will have none of that and then just slaps the shit out of it. You an aggressive woman. Usually you got to pay twice for that kind of thing.
2: True, it's <laughs> true. You got to pay double. You got to pay double for that
1: kind of action. Yeah, usually, but... Usually. All right, so then she starts... Don't you stop looking at me. <laughs> then she starts scrubbing him down with what looks like a fucking Brillo pad with a sort of sponge, and she's really just working him over. He looks extremely uncomfortable and very unhappy about this. And I'm starting to wonder like just how bad is this man injured that he requires a sponge bath yet he can get up and walk around that same day.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, uh, don't I don't know, man.
0: plastic surgery on his face.
1: Right. He well, can,
0: also,
2: he can bathe know, himself
1: even with those, the sponge. You know,
2: hospitals have strange rules sometimes because like even if you're fine, you can't they have to wheel you on a wheelchair in a hospital when you're being discharged.
0: That's, that's true. That's true. You can't even but walk out. But didn't they say he'd been shot?
1: Yeah, he got shot in the back, but like he could walk around now and he got the plastic surgery yeah. for his face.
0: Yeah, so it would really only be the plastic, like his face at this point. But yeah, you're right. Strange rules, the hospital, whatever.
1: The hospitals (laughs) can't trust him to bathe himself. If he's still healing from a shot in the back, they're not letting him walk around that same day. Yeah.
2: Well, And you know what? Maybe somebody should be smacking around boners. I'm just saying. (laughs) Not without permission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) That (laughs) would be an ass first. And that might be a clip depending upon if it's clear in the background. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, people, while you're out there listening to this and wondering why all these things that we said are you know, going to be clips that aren't clips yet, that's your job now. Go out and find them. Yeah. You got my email. Send them to me. Can't make them do some work. Yeah. If I can't make your ass do some work, I might as well have our listeners do some <laughs> exactly. of it for me. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> 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 they cut from that horrible sponge bath of doom to the bandages coming off of Foxy's man's face, and his plastic surgery was an apparent success. They talk about it, it's expository dialogue, and our next clip. Well,
3: that's it, huh? That's a good job, Doc. His own mother wouldn't recognize
5: him. I like it. Well, there's
3: the expert's opinion. One man wouldn't be satisfied with that,
6: huh? It won't fall apart if I laugh, will it? <laughs>
4: no.
3: Just don't get into any fist fights for a few months. No way. My fighting days are over. I've got other
1: plans from now on. Yes, so I noticed. Something to look forward to, I'd say. Uh, by the way, doctor, it's all right if I get out of here for a while now, isn't it? I really need some new scenery. It's up to your boss. Just so long as you're back here tonight. Can't check
3: you out officially until tomorrow. Yeah, I guess he got to try it out on the street sometime. Well, you all have some things to talk about. I'll see you tomorrow, Michael. I guess this is the time that you'll be needing these things. The birth certificate, driver's license, credit cards, social security numbers, a lot of what it's. And I'd want to keep this, but I, I'd like you to read it. It's from the boss,
1: director of the Bureau of Narcotics. Thanks me on behalf of the U.S. government for all I've done. For all I've done? Nothing. Two years of undercover work. The best case ever put together against a dope syndicate
5: and we couldn't even get an indictment because the fix was in on the grand jury and every place else. The only way to handle those smart ass hoods is with a bullet in the gut. The way they try to get him. I
3: know how you feel. It's hard not to agree with you. Anyway, you're out of it now. There is no more Dalton Ford. From now on,
1: you're officially Michael Anderson. Michael Anderson. Very plain. Very vanilla. Like he came over on the boat. Yeah. And they destroyed his name. (laughs) I can't pronounce your last name. You're now Smith. God, God almighty, man. After this clip, they cut from this to Foxy and her man out on the town. They recognize an undercover guy dressed as a drinking hobo. When I first wrote these notes, I guessed he was some type of a cop, and I was wondering why Foxy recognized him, but the other guy didn't. But then I realized the other guy is now trying to hide his identity because he's now Michael Anderson. Yeah. So even if he did recognize him, he's got to play it cool. Mr. Anderson. And not say anything at all. I was waiting for you to get to that. (laughs) Talk about a plain vanilla character right there. But the
0: thing you got to point out—he's undercover, but he's not like—he's not police. You know, he's part of the neighborhood committee.
1: Right, but we didn't know this at the time. Whenever you first introduced to him, and that's how I kind of took the notes. So that's why I was kind of alluding to that—that I was guessing he was a cop at the time.
0: I'm getting ahead of things.
1: That's okay. Matt usually does (laughs) that. All right. So the undercover guy dressed as a man with a crutch and a bottle, looking pretty much like Matt's future plans for retirement, like next year (laughs) or whenever you. Finally, get kicked out of your house for being worthless. Oh, next week. (laughs) Um, Tomorrow. All right. <laughs> they watch as this supposed sting of some sort goes into place. The target kicks the quote-unquote drunk guy's ass. At first, does my favorite move to get away from any group of people that are trying to run you down by throwing a baby carriage into oncoming traffic. I think that was fucking genius. Yes, everybody. job. Gonna, everybody's immediately going to go right for the baby huh? and try and protect it and save it. This guy's smart. Yep. He tries to get away with this by then tossing the mother of the baby, or at least the woman pushing the baby carriage, into one of these other guys that are trying to take him down. That's also smart. Then one of the guys at some point ends up running out into the traffic and does end up saving the baby in the carriage and then this suspect or target or whatever you want to call him is then tackled by another of this committee group who seems to be acting as a police officer of some sort and then a decent slobber knocker fight ends up ensuing between the two of them. I was really impressed with that little fist fight. There was some pretty cool little bits of action in there. Yeah. Didn't want to describe it blow by blow. That takes way too long. I already have about five pages Pages of notes, yeah. front and yeah. back, mostly describing my love for Pam Greer. Yeah. So we have to move three, on.
2: Three of those pages are probably going to get you another restraining order.
1: Possibly. <laughs> I think her and I have an understanding.
2: You mean you have an understanding that she doesn't know you exist? Yes.
1: <laughs> as long as she doesn't know I exist, there will be no other restraining there, there order. There could be no restraining orders. Right. All right, so this particular quote unquote perp or the target of this sting operation breaks free from that battle and then darts off only to have Foxy trip him up with some garbage cans because she's motherfucking Foxy Brown and she handles shit and that's how it works. Exactly. Fucking A. And then this undercover guy ends up showing up and then kung fu's this motherfucker's ass into the newsstand, much to the chagrin of the guy who runs the newsstand. There's at one point in time you actually see the guy running the newsstand shaking newspapers at him like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no he's fucking up that newsstand the newsstands can give fuck he ends up wrecking that entire newsstand during this entire fight and in my notes I wrote wow this guy is the definition of excessive force before I realized he was not actually a police officer <laughs> <laughs> He beats the guy unconscious and continues to hold him up to hit him some more while he's unconscious. Again, I was upset about this at first, but I realized not a cop. Then the other two people arrive to collect what's left of this guy because they beat the ever loving shit out of him. They stuff him into the back of a car and all drive off. Then the man turns around and because he's talking to Pam fucking Greer and I love her more than I can ever express legally, (laughs) legally, Legally. I'm not allowed to express. (laughs) express that is our next clip.
3: Foxy, baby.
1: What's happening, mama?
5: Oscar. That wasn't exactly smooth, but he had no business picking on a cripple.
3: Well, uh, that was one of them bad, no good. We've been trying to catch up with him for a long time.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Oscar, i want to meet my friend Michael.
3: You a friend of Foxy's? You're all right, brother. I'm glad to know that, man.
5: Oscar's with the neighborhood committee.
3: Yeah, what kind of committee? The anti-slavery committee. Slavery? Yeah, you see, we're in the process of abolishing what we call new slavery. That's the slavery of hard dope, man. You dig? I sure do. I mean, these pushers, they buy protection from the police and from the man. But from us, there is no protection. None whatsoever. You dig? Right on, brother. But what happens to the pusher? <laughs> uh, he's gonna go on a very long train ride to some other town, that is. What if he comes back? He won't come back. No way indeed.
5: Dynamite. Well, Oscar, we gotta run. We'll check you later, okay?
3: Fox is a good chick, man. You treat her right, you hear? The last fella she had ran out of her at a bad time. Later. Maybe he's got the right idea.
5: Sure do. But I don't know. Vigilante justice? It's as American as apple pie. Yeah. Hello,
6: Deb. Hey, for Christ's sake, baby, I've been trying to call you all day. Here, I'm okay. I'm at my sister's pad across the river. Nobody here knows me.
5: They were here looking for you and they weren't very nice about it. What? Jesus Christ. Baby, did that hurt you? Oh, no, not too bad. I guess they knew I really didn't know where you were. Oh, damn,
6: baby, it wasn't my fault that Knox found that stash and picked up that half key. All I need is another half or so for a few days and I could pay it off.
5: I told him that, just like you said.
6: There's got to be another way to raise 20 grand. Deb, I, I got to call you back later, okay? Say, Foxy, <laughs> I didn't expect you back so early.
5: Mm-hmm. Mike, this is my brother, Link. He'll be visiting me for a while.
6: Nice to meet you, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't done but Mike, is it? Yeah, Anderson. Uh, see, I was just going out for a breath of fresh air and a walk.
5: Good idea. Yeah, maybe we will get better acquainted next time, huh? Yeah, maybe next time. See ya. And stay out of trouble, if you know what I mean. Moment there, it seemed like he noticed. He's like that. He always has his feelers out like a cockroach.
1: Wow. He really looks lovingly upon her own brother. I wouldn't look lovingly upon him at all. No, comparing him to a fucking cockroach.
0: She's she's
1: pegged him right. He's a piece of shit. She knows it. She just loves her brother and she can't help it. So they're not cops. They're vigilantes. That's awesome. So apparently I'm okay with excessive force when you're vigilantes. Yes. Well, I do love the Death Wish movies. Yes, you do. (laughs) Hey, Belly.
0: It's like a coded version of the Black Panther. I mean, I was just waiting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you think? I mean, it just toned down for a mainstream audience. But I mean, considering, you know, I was just like, okay, where the, you know, where the Black And I mean, they've got their arsenal that you see later. Like where's the breakfast program? You know,
1: is it actually toned down for a mainstream audience or is it basically being a pro black Panther group where they're basically trying to show the good things that the black Panthers did without actually saying it's the black Panthers so that the people that are in the know get it. Right.
4: Yes,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. The only thing they didn't have is like the WIC program or whatever that they were doing. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And they didn't have them overtly like looking like them, you know, it's, but, it's essentially and it's actually quite progressive that you're you know you had a white director and writer put that in the film
1: not the first time he's done this either right and and it won't be the last where he's had this type of a group where it's almost like a vigilante freedom fighter type of group that is looking to do exactly this and also a very loosely coded Black Panther group in Switchblade Sisters alone they had one that was actually an all-female group exactly yeah so why I love Jack Hill he layers in all this other little social commentary
0: mm-hmm.
1: where if you're looking for it you'll see it but if you're not paying attention it's still just exploitation action and it's awesome
0: right right everybody's getting something out of it all
1: right so after this clip we get some 70s sex music which may or may not <laughs> pop up later in the episode <laughs> it should it better it mm. needs to has to, to. <laughs> Alright, so after that we get the 70s sex music and some serious lovemaking. They cut from that because I guess fuck us we don't get to see Pam Greer to Huggy Bear out walking around. He ends up jumping a parking meter because yeah, that's way more interesting than a sex scene, Jack Hill. The fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Then they cut to the sex is over because apparently fuck us and the dude is getting dressed to get back to the hospital for a final checkup. He's not even there snuggling. I mean, is this post snuggling? It sure looks like Pam Greer need Somebody to be the big spoon for just like it's supposed to. Well, it looks like Pam Greer wants some more, well, yeah, and then be the big spoon, yeah, right, I'm, exactly. I might be injecting myself into you
2: want to be a little spoon for Pam Greer, don't you?
1: I'll be any spoon for Pam Greer, <laughs> yeah. He's got to get back to the hospital for his checkup. He asks if Foxy has been practicing with her gun, and she says that she has and that she has gotten pretty good with it. This is not foreshadowing in any way, shape, or form, folks, not at all, not even a little. He says, one of the only things things that I think are probably a good thing for this guy to say in the film it's good that she knows how to defend herself with the gun but he sincerely hopes that she will never have to use it very nice he kisses her goodbye and then leaves which is impossible there's no way anybody can leave a naked Pam Greer in bed who clearly wants more sex this is the most unbelievable thing in the entire film yeah they cut from that to Huggy Bear reading about the undercover work Foxy's man did when he was still Dwayne something or other can't remember remember exactly what and he now is presumed dead after being shot in the back foxy catches him and then bitches him out and this is particularly for matt because pam greer is dressing someone down and i know how much he likes it when a lady does that pants down (laughs) that's our next clip
5: what are you doing in my thing
1: Uh, you remember this
6: it don't hardly seem like it was only three months ago.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to forget about it, Link.
6: Dalton Ford, that name could be worth 20 grand, easy.
5: What are you talking about?
6: Well, people I know, when they want somebody that bad, they get him for sure. <laughs> I bet somebody made a bundle fingering that informer.
5: He was not an informer, he was a federal cop. Oh,
6: sure, you're right. The trouble is, them people don't know the difference sometimes.
5: Well, Link, I'm going on a little vacation. You can have the place to yourself. <laughs> Think you can get along all right? Maybe I'll I'll be all right. You gonna need any help? Mm, No, no. uh -uh. You better stay inside. I'll be back to pick up the bags in an hour. And you better start thinking about what
1: you're going to do. Okay. After this, Huggy starts doing some sketching around the nose of the photo of Dalton and realizes what's going on and heads to a phone. So a simple nose job and they shave the guy and now he looks completely different? Yeah, that's it. He's fooled everybody. Yeah, except except for Huggy Bear. Well, yeah, because he's a cockroach. He's got those feelers out, always looking for an angle that he can work to his advantage. Yep. You can't Hustle a hustler, Matt. <laughs> Don't
2: hate the player, hate the game. I'll hate the way that you said that. Why
1: <laughs> <Y-A. laughs> You threw a little too much inflection on it. Yeah, and you're white. You're racist. <laughs> That's how it works. That's all it takes. They cut from that to drug deal for heroin to be brought in about five days from now. The deal's going on. The deal maker gets called into his boss's office, which is Catherine, and that is expository dialogue, and I don't feel like writing any of it down. Although I wrote that down, so I don't know how that works. Did you write
2: <laughs> did you write down the explanation of you writing it down, writing it down? No.
1: Okay. Maybe. Been, oh God. In our next clip. Are you trying to tell me that Dalton Ford is? Still alive. That the man says. What
3: man? coke dealer who lost that half key on us last week. Oh, him again. Come on, I suppose he wants to get back in with a clean ticket in return for pointing the finger, huh?
6: Steve, I heard the man's story myself. It has the ring of truth.
3: Eddie, didn't you tell me you took care of Ford? No, sir. You sent Bunyan, remember? Oh, yeah. I did, honest. I zapped him between the blades. He fell just like in the movies. Just like in the movie? And
6: then he probably got up again, stupid. Just like in the movie. Jeez. All right. I'm not going to ask what went wrong all that matters is that that man never again be allowed to open his mouth in court last time we were able to reach some of the grand jurors we might not be so lucky again i want that man dead
3: eddie now you do it any way you want to do it but i want that goddamn cop thing
6: burned and i don't care if you have to
3: bring me his head i'll make sure this time Mr. Lass. Nah, kid don't go to a movie
1: just because the guy said that he killed him and he shot him and he fell just like in the movies yeah, just
0: like in the movies that is i love that line I, I I love it when they say that in any movie (laughs) or TV show, just like in
1: the movies. All right. So after this, we see Foxy's man and herself pull up in what I'm assuming is her car from the looks of it, as they are being watched by the two mafia thugs that were sent out to kill her man. Foxy heads into her home as her man heads to the drugstore. He doesn't say what he needs to pick up, but I'm assuming it's a hardening cream or maybe some type of testosterone supplement so that he can keep up with the glorious goddess that is foxy
2: uh no uh what happened was they went through a pallet of condoms already it's the 70s he probably has the big v uh no it's it's the 70s man they didn't believe in condoms everyone was just pulling out
1: only sailors wear condoms i mean they go from port to port eh, filthy beggars All right, <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, ah, she said it she said the name of her podcast
1: you're just so easily amused I am. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy calls after Link, aka Huggy Bear, aka Antonio Fargus, aka the Piece of Shit Brother. Oh my god. How many aliases does this man have? <laughs> they get worse as we go. <laughs> I'm sure they do. And finds that Link, aka Huggy Bear, aka Antonio Fargus, aka the Piece of Shit Brother, aka Fucking Coke Dealer. Yep.
0: Fucking rat.
1: Oh well that takes care of the next time I mention him. <laughs> <laughs> snitches get stitches he has basically disappeared he also has drawn on the newspaper as soon as she sees what he had been doing with sketching around the nose she knows for sure that something is up she figures it out as we see the fink cop as he was referred to quote unquote getting stalked by the thugs she darts off to try and warn him but as she heads to the door the thugs shoot her door and we see her man come charging up he has been shot several times in the Back once again. Once she opens the door, he steps right towards her and then falls right into her arms. That guy's back has had some bad luck. Well, you know, maybe he shouldn't have got a tattoo that said place bullets here. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> on his back. Maybe the bullseye jacket wasn't
2: such a great fashion statement.
1: <laughs> they do issue those to undercover police officers. <laughs> or at least they should.
2: Damn, dude. Why? <laughs>
1: dude, no. What? It's called entrapment. They just get away with it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he falls into her arms and then to the floor, and I'm assuming he dies, though he's breathing for a little bit, and then eventually, yeah, he's definitely dead. They cut from that to Huggy and his lady are cutting up some cocaine when there is a ring at the door, and it's Foxy, and he does not want to let her in because, well, obvious reasons. He's a fucking dirty, filthy fucking rat, yep. and he deserves whatever punishment is coming his way. Exactly. She's
0: going to kick his ass.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: You have the feeling this isn't the first time this has happened.
1: <laughs> he has his woman stash the drugs, and when he opens the door, Foxy has a gun, pops a few shots at him, and that leads to our next clip. What are
5: you trying to do? Kill me! I damn well ought to you, rotten bastard! And if I don't, you better thank the Lord you're my brother, because there's no other reason. Oh, me look, let me alone! I didn't do nothing to you! You know damn well what you did! Now I'm not going to stand here and argue with you. Now you better tell me who you to to because it's either them or you. I swear, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. Ah! Now, I only got so much control and I'm liable to put one of these right between your eyes, no matter what Mama'd say. Look, look, all I know is what I hear. I want the name,
6: Link, the name. Look, all right, all right, Catherine Wall. But don't you go messing with her,
5: baby, she's mean. Catherine Wall? What does she have to do with the dope operation?
6: She's the protection, the fixer. Without her, there's nothing. How does she do it uh, runs a stable of the finest call girls in the country yeah but they don't go off for just money you got to be somebody big you got to be a big man a congressman a, a, a judge or on the grand jury okay thanks what are you doing well, no, no, no. Hey,
5: Roxy, what's going on now come on get that shit out you're moving out brother out of town and i mean it link You think you're back in with those people, but they got to stick a dynamite up your ass and the fuse is burning. You understand me? Now I want you out. Oh, you. who does she think she is
6: whoa that's my sister baby and she's a
0: whole lot of woman all right
6: first
1: of she all
0: is a whole lot of woman
1: Goddamn damn right <laughs> all right first of all why does link aka the dirty filthy fucking rat aka huggy bear aka antonio fargus aka fucking coke dealer yeah why does he constantly call his sister baby
2: uh, that is something i was freaked out by too fuck but he calls everybody baby yeah every yeah.
1: female is a baby to him yeah so Come does on, he baby. not even look at his sister as his sister as <laughs> I wonder she if just he even another calls, like,
2: female. You don't see him get to interact with males a lot, so maybe even calls like
1: his male friend's baby too. Eh. I don't know, but it still creeped me out and I didn't like it. Yeah, it's it's weird.
0: It could have just been a seventies thing and he would and he's someone who would have called anyone baby. But you're yeah, you're right. You don't see him interact with really anyone else.
1: No, because he's only there to basically be a punching bag for Pam Greer. As he should be. As yeah. we all are. Well, that's his sister, and she's a whole lot of woman. Yeah. Whole lot of woman. Nobody's arguing just, about
0: that. I just love her to start throwing shit all around the place. Like after she's shot, you know, shot a few holes around and uh scared him, then she just this is like fuck it. Starts trashing the apartment. <laughs> You're just like she zero fucks left to give. She's well, on a
1: mission. She's got rage left over and she knows that it's her brother's fault that her man is dead because he ratted him out for some money or whatever it is that he ratted out. And yeah. she can't still bring it in herself to harm her brother for real, other than a little bit of pain here and there, like well, shooting I mean, out she his, did eardrum. Blow his
2: ear off, so
1: She shot him in the ear and she probably deafened that ear forever, but considering what he did, he got off light, dude. No. No kidding. So she's still got some rage left over that she's got to work out. And, you know, it's better to beat inanimate objects than your co-host. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Freudian slip. Uh, I'm
2: going to put you in a dress and hurt you later. Is this because I'm a machinist? Fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Cunt fucker>. Ooh.
2: <laughs> How's that know. an insult? I don't know why, but I got a little hard just now. <laughs>
1: They cut from this to Catherine Wall's modeling agency and the only part that's really in quotes there is modeling. I
2: know, right? right.
1: Possibly agency.
0: <laughs> Total front. <laughs>
2: it's
1: more of a a home or maybe a house. Maybe a house of ill repute. In my notes, I just wrote a. AKA Hooker Place. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they call them sometimes. Mm, yeah. As Foxy is called in as Misty Cotton, which is a wonderful fucking alias. Yeah, man, that's great. <laughs> A foxy by any other name would be as hot. Yes. I'm just saying. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, okay. Get all that, right? Get that image out of your brain Court. Stop thinking about it.
2: Oh, you thinking about it. Yeah.
1: It's there. Yeah. Why is your hand moving? <laughs> Holding on to the notes clearly. Keep, keep it on the table. My cock is on the table. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm sorry that it reaches all the way across to you. I am as genetics have made me. Oh, God, Jesus. You make the masturbation jokes. I'm just going to fucking jump on something else, man. All right. Like Pam Greer. Oh, Oh, God. God. No, 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 (laughs) no. Just keep it down. Keep it down. Literally. <laughs> all right. Jesus Christ. Foxy is called in as Misty Cotton, and the outfit that she is wearing makes me wish I lived in that era and could possibly be just offset, possibly dating Pam Greer at the time. Mm-hmm. Why did I write all that in my notes? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Foxy, Foxy. Why are there so many drool
2: <laughs> markings on the paper? That's not drool. Oh, oh, no. These are cum notes. What do you think I have? <laughs> Touche.
1: I'm flabbergasted, but for the record, I'm into it. <laughs> anyway, huddle up in the movie here, perverts. <laughs> yes, I'm including me. Okay. Foxy cuts to the chase while talking with Miss Catherine, and that leads to our next clip.
5: No, Miss Catherine. Let's cut all the bull. I know perfectly well what business you're in, and I couldn't care less about all this phony modeling. Now I've come here for one reason only: this is where the money's at. Now I know just how long I have to make it in, and I intend to make it good while I can. So let's you and me stop wasting each other's precious time. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it if the price is right. <laughs>
6: Vicki, set up wardrobe and hairdressing for Miss Cotton right away. Will you? Misty Cotton.
4: eh? All right, Misty. We'll give you a try.
6: If you do well, you can go a long way. But if you fail or try to quit, you can go a long way too, in a different
5: direction. You understand that quite clearly. If you say, I believe it. Be ready tomorrow. Four o'clock sharp at my house. You better not be late. Thank you, Miss Catherine.
1: And they cut from this to Pam Greer in an amazing red jumpsuit that makes my heart Palpitate.
0: I have a shirt with a picture of Pam Greer wearing that jumpsuit. Oh yeah, my
1: God, it's amazing. She looks and it
0: says, "Yeah, so And my shirt says uh, money weed women." <laughs>
1: Damn! <laughs> oh There's my God! Hot
0: leaves around it. Yeah. Oh. So.
1: This outfit is amazing. I know people. Yeah. People make the reference about they look like they're poured into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, they yeah. were molded to it. Yeah. Oh my God, that outfit is just perfect.
2: <laughs> the God, red you, jumpsuit. Yep. You just looks. It look, I'm serious. It looked like Court just finished for real. Like, he usually is, jokes about it. No, but it real. But for I kind of. I kind of feel like I did. <laughs> just for real. I think I just saw your vinegar tears. <laughs> my vinegar <laughs> strokes. Yeah, your vinegar strokes. It's
1: Right I just saw. It's amazing that I could have tantric sex with myself thinking about Pam Greer. I know. Oh my <laughs> Thanks god. Thanks for stepping all over that because that would have been a fucking great <laughs> clip otherwise. <laughs> Alright, so she walks through a gate or an outside door that leads into like a really cool little garden area that's all walled in, which I really dug, and then into the house to see Miss Catherine and she is instructing all of her, let's call them happy hookers. Yeah! Why not? (laughs) Joyous prostitutes. They're kind of smiling right now. Yeah! Has nothing to do with the amount of quaaludes they may or may not be taking.
2: I can't see the tear streaks at all. Mm, No, not through that makeup. No, no, no. no.
1: They buy the good pancake makeup. Yeah. The kind that you can't see the bruises through oh god <laughs> why does that creep you out so I much
2: admit, it just sounds so bad <laughs> Vanessa, i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry i'm sorry i'm not sorry oh oh
1: my god <laughs> 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 well, what what's a few black eyes between consenting oh, adults man no. well I don't think these girls are consenting <laughs> well they're not <laughs> they're getting paid for it well, yeah but
2: well yeah, they're the contract employees Oh,
1: <laughs> still not sorry <laughs> what I'm not advocating violence I'm just saying that if you're paying for it you, you should be able to do it <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Fucking chill out. I'm
2: fine over here. I'm fine. I'm laughing.
1: I feel like I'm making you a lot more uncomfortable than you're ready to deal with. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're there. Just kidding. with the review. There are some people who specialize in that kind of thing,
2: Matt. I know. You have to usually play double for that kind of action. Actually, it's triple and it really sucks. Oh, <laughs> There were some times in Vegas I lost you. You didn't lose <laughs> me. I ditched you. <laughs> I'm
1: wondering. Okay, so Miss Catherine is instructing her hookers on what they're about to do with their particular clients. They are assigned to, and it turns out as we kind of heard earlier, that these are very special, top-notch top-shelf hookers that you essentially only get as a bribe whenever you're a man in power. You would call these ladies of the night? No, these are above ladies of the night. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: these are.
1: What do you call these girls? These, escorts. These Eskorts. are legit escorts. They're even mm-hmm. above that for escorts. Well, then they're way above hookers. They're fucking sex bribes. Yeah. That's what these women are. Sex yeah. bribes. They get paid by That's- the madam to go do whatever those guys want. That's diamond level uh, in the prostitution world. Um, is there one above diamond? Platinum. Or platinum. Is platinum better? I don't know. I, I believe. I, I haven't ordered. I would, in say,
2: I would say because no one dies for platinum, but plenty of people die for diamonds. So. Oh, Jesus. I haven't
0: it, been in this strip club across the street from my office lately. So Lately. Um,
1: lately. You know. In quotes. In quotes. It's the last five minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have a lunch special. I'm tempted and, to go in there.
2: <laughs>
1: Vanessa when are you doing that show? <laughs> <laughs> Live from the strip club across from her office. <laughs> All right. Let's huddle up in the middle here. Perverts. <laughs>
2: I almost passed out.
1: <laughs> yeah, your heart can't take humor at this level anymore. I can't, I can't. <laughs> All right, so you seriously need a minute? Uh, no, I'm fine, fine. Okay, go, go ahead. All right, so Catherine is giving the instructions, and during this, Foxy is led upstairs to find a different outfit because apparently this amazing red jumpsuit she's wearing is not sexy enough. What? I don't see how that's possible.
2: Corten pregnated his couch. It was so
1: sexy <laughs> from across the room. Yep,
2: that's absurd.
1: I've got aim with one gun. Gun.
2: yeah
1: that's it that's it <laughs> one shot
2: one kill's court. got nothing on me <laughs> court had to ask bev not to be in the house while he watched foxy brown for fear she <laughs> may become pregnant
1: And then I had to call in crime scene cleanup when it was all over. (laughs) It turns out that Catherine is very easily jealous of anyone who digs on her man, because while she's giving instructions, he says, even if you're not turned on by the guy, pretend that he's someone that does turn you on. That particular prostitute looks over at Steve, who then winks at her and she kind of winks back. They have this little longing look at each other. And that sends Catherine off into a diatribe, talking down about all of her girls, tearing them apart. Batch shaming them, going off on all of this crazy diatribe. When she's, in, she, she's nothing special right home about. That's her problem, dude. She's insecure yeah. and she doesn't like all these beautiful women tempting her man toy. I know, right? She knows that he's going to stray. She's trying to keep that from happening by being controlling and freaking out on these women and belittling them. Don't be so jelly. After that, she even gets totally territorial where she just basically goes and mounts him in front of everybody. Yeah. So that's all about that. Yeah. But none of that actually matters because at some point in time during this, we see Pam Greer pop her top.
2: I love you, movie. I love <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> Thank you, movie. Yes. In, in. <laughs> The entire time, Catherine is bitching out all of her girls and shaming them, as we mentioned. Her man is all but eye-fucking-Foxy staring at her. Foxy's on a different level. She went upstairs to like this loft oh area. Oh my God, that, that view, right? Whoa. If that guy fucking craned his neck any harder, he would have snapped his own neck. Wait, you can't blame the man. I don't blame him. I'm just saying like he is eye-fucking-Foxy from the ground floor. Yeah. While Catherine no. is bitching out all the other girls.
0: And he's not <laughs> subtle about it at all.
1: No. He's about as subtle as I would be about it. Yeah. right here and simple
2: court be down there going oh
1: let's be honest all three of us would transform into cartoon wolves (laughs) and all of our eyes would pop Pop out out, tongues down on the floor yeah it would happen yeah (laughs) i'll own it Foxy is now dressed in a pretty awesome blue gown. Not sure if this is an upgrade or a downgrade, but it's an evening dress and she looks lovely. <sighs> I love you, Pam Grew. She's classy. Yeah. She is paired up with a, another girl for a specific job as Catherine racistly alludes to a particular client with a taste for black women. How hard is it to say he likes black girls or something less racist than that illusion that we get a lot in this film of you people or your uh. people or your people? or Ooh. your particular type or yeah. something like that. I can't remember what he said. Particularly. Well, and, and he later, likes,
2: on... he likes, dark meat, you know.
1: Yeah, he does say that too. <laughs> There's the reference to dark meat. There's yeah. a reference to some other things that are pretty horrible. It's all creepy. Yeah. It just pissed me off enough to where I'm like, all right, if I didn't hate you enough before Miss Catherine, I totally hate you now. And I hated you before and I hate you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Foxy is waiting for a limo to come pick her up and she gets a rundown on the whole of Catherine's operation and her particular obsession with Steve, her boy toy. Not that we couldn't figure it out by her jealousy by reading between the lines. I think Claudia's entire character is just there to be exposition and or damsel in distress to be rescued. All, yeah. all rolled up into one package that looks awesome in what I'm assuming is some kind of knitwear. Yeah.
4: <laughs> crochet.
1: Yeah. Crocheted fucking halter top. Yeah.
0: That's the, the 70s. Crochet like was insane with fashion. I, know, I mean, and as a knitter, it drives me crazy. But that's... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But that's beside the point.
1: At one point, Claudia points out that the hookers are essentially sold off as sexual favors for the bribery of judges and other officials. We kind of alluded to that earlier. And then when asked what happens if Claudia, who is going to be the one pleasing the judge, doesn't sway the judge by basically being really nice to him and then him not being nice to the drug dealers that are heading up into his courtroom the following day. She says that it would mean that she failed and that she had better not fail that better not happen because there is apparently, she alludes to this, so I'm just going to fucking cut to the chase, because there is a rape house that she will be sent to that quote unquote men go to to get what they can't get anywhere else. That doesn't sound terrifying at all. I know from personal experience the things that you can get everywhere else makes that particular place that much more horrifying <laughs> in the 70s. We then find out that Claudia is in fact a mom and that her kid is heading off to Seattle with her husband and the father of the child. Uh, This guy ends up drawing the ire of Catherine and her goons because he's making a big stink right outside of her home. Whenever the husband is talked down to by Steve, who basically tries to send him on his merry way, he slugs Steve and is then beaten as one of the henchmen holds the guy in place. Steve is such a fucking wuss. He can't even fight his own battle. No, of course not. He's a little bitch. He's a crony. Yeah. And he's got his other cronies to keep him going. So there you go. They cut from this to Claudia doing some downers talking about how she dreads what she is about to do, making this whole prostitution thing become a giant bummer for everybody. (laughs) This gives Foxy her chance. How dare her. (laughs) this gives Foxy her chance to weasel in and start whatever her plan is and why she's working with this particular organization. They arrive. The judge greets them. There are jokes about the judge's heart and how he can't handle one of these women alone, let alone two. They also make some kind of joke about how he cleared his calendar earlier today just to be able to make it to this particular event and do whatever it is he's about to do with one of these ladies and so on. There's a few racist epitaphs and things that they say that make us all uncomfortable. And that's. It's all before the ladies lead him off and Foxy is apparently ditching the guy that she is supposed to be the date of, leaving him there high and dry. While in the room, Foxy talks about the drug dealer and I love all the things that they say that this guy supposedly did as if it's not such a big deal. Yeah. At what point is Claudia going along with this because she's drugged out of her mind or is she going along with this because this is all stuff they actually did? If it's B, I'm horrified. If it's A, I'm kind of feeling more and more sad for Claudia and her particular Mm -hmm. No,
0: I, I think she's drugged out of her mind.
1: Yeah, completely. <laughs> At some point, Foxy says that one of the thugs that she's supposed to be having sex with the judge for to get him off, not just the judge, but to get the guy off the charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Double entendre. Judge gets yeah. off, the drug dealer gets off. Yeah,
2: we we, 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 yeah. we, we
1: picked that up. We all figured we it out. We were able to snuff that one out. Yeah, that wasn't too hard.
4: I just
0: point out Claudia's quote-unquote provocative actions. <laughs> They're just kind of odd. <laughs> like she's, the way she's like rocking kind of back and forth with like one leg up on the the bed. it's And she's got this demented expression. I mean, yeah, she's supposed to be drugged out, but yeah, not provocative.
1: <laughs> she pops her leg up, puts a hand to motion towards her crotch and then swings back and forth in such a way as to move her hand around without really moving her hand that's resting on her thigh. she all but should just be pointing at her vagina going, you get this if you let the drug dealers go. <laughs> and the fucking outfit that she's wearing, the bra and panties, how the hell? Hell did that not show up underneath the fucking knitwear that she was wearing earlier? Or sorry, crochet. Didn't mean to offend anyone who who actually knits. Vanessa, (laughs) movie movie magic. Yeah, there was no bra there. They just had to have her in a bra for this scene. Yeah, movie magic.
0: It it wasn't there, but then obviously, like after at the end of the scene when she puts the dress back on, then you can see the white bra she's wearing sticking out from underneath. It wasn't there the first time around. Yeah, (laughs) it's a problem in continuity.
1: So they allude that uh, one of the drug dealers had apparently more or less raped a nine-year-old girl by saying that, you know, it was just because she was a girl it was consensual or some shit like that.
2: It, was, it said she was loving it or something. It yeah, was like, which was, was really it horrible. Was, it was really horrific.
1: And that something about the ropes didn't matter. The fact that she was tied up or something, it was just really horrific. And then that particular guy also had apparently cut off some lady's fingers. How that somehow offends the judge more than the nine-year-old girl just says everything you need to know yeah. about white men. Oh. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Uh. The other lady follows Fox sees lead, and that's when Claudia starts talking about all of the other drug dealers, how he sells smack to high schoolers, which somehow offends the judge even more than the nine-year-old girl, and that also that he sells dynamite in his spare time as well, and then they push the judge onto the bed, rip his shorts down, and start making fun of his lack of dong. They do this repeatedly.
2: Yeah, that's nightmare fuel right there for any man. Let's
1: <laughs> <Listen> to that. <laughs> they really rip into it.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that guy's never gonna get
1: an erect it again. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's... Well, given his age, that might not happen anyway, just because yeah. of physiology. But I'm just saying, ooh, <laughs> that's a that's a morale killer right there.
0: I love when he says, oh, the other girls seem to like it. Well, yeah, you paid them to say that. <laughs> You've just got two women here who are going to say, well, one, they're trying to make fun of you regardless, whatever you're packing. But yeah, they're going to be honest at the very least.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty funny scene for everybody, but the poor actor playing the old white guy laying on the bed. I'm sure, <laughs> right? And then they trick him by having them stand up, and they do. I know it as the old alley oop. I don't push. I don't know what anybody else refers <laughs> the old- to it. Yeah, where it's, you know, one person gets down on all fours and then.
2: schoolyard push.
1: Yeah, it's an old bully trick, if you will, or whatever. Have a nice trip. (laughs) See you next fall. But Uh, the the way they pull this off is they trick him by having Pam Greer start to take off her bra, distracting him with Foxy's breast, which we kind of see. Yeah. But not really. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit of titillation. Oh, Vanessa sounded so sad right there. I'm
2: sad too. (laughs) Me too. It was.
1: (laughs) It was just, yeah. But after he is distracted, they do that alley push, and they knock him out into the hallway, reenacting scenes that will be later played out in several Police Academy movies. Yes! That wasn't in my notes, that's just how it works. Yes, I mean that's just it. Proctor alone running around naked through a hotel. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Good memories. Foxy stands at the doorway and talks shit at him by saying, if you do see a man, send a man in, because I could use a real man. And then, just basically locks him out. He's laying there stunned in the hallway, with his fucking shorts missing and still wearing a shirt. Has a bunch of ladies approach from one end of the hallway. He tries to take off and find a place to hide from all of these ladies before they realize just how nude he might be. And a woman is exiting her room and then bumps back into the judge. This causes a ruckus as basically she runs into him. He almost falls over. He looks like he grabs her shoulders to steady himself, but it looks like he's trying to grab her like a fucking pervert would. Yeah. (laughs) This is not helpful. He holds onto her way too long. She gets loose and then he tries to calm her down by once again grabbing her and somewhat shaking her. He then gets beaten by a woman with an umbrella they all but yell masher at him while they're doing this <laughs> I know <laughs> then the drugged up Claudia doesn't get it as she is out of her fucking mind on all of those fucking downers she then snaps to for a moment and then realizes what it was that they just did and has a full on paperclips moment talking about how she'll never see her kid again they're gonna kill her and all of these other things Foxy then
2: quick, do you think they killed her husband I don't, or just roughed him up Because or else you got a kill- just standing around.
1: Yeah, too many witnesses out there on the front of the house, I think. Yeah, the I think cars they just roughed him up They're and sent him on his him way. Up.
2: They were just roughing him
4: up.
1: All right. Yeah. It
0: was warning. Yeah,
1: he threw a punch and he had to be put into his place to know that you can't hit Miss Catherine's boy toy. Yeah, but not murdered. You can't punch him in his moneymaker. Only no. Miss Catherine can punch him in his moneymaker. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not love if there's no bruises left afterwards, apparently. <laughs> God almighty, man. <laughs> you okay over there? I'm fine. I'm so not. A violent lover. Either I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Why am I
2: say I know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: Are you sure about that, Matt? <laughs> I, I'm not so sure anymore. Actually, we've been doing the show long enough. We may have fucked. I don't
1: know. <laughs> we've been friends long enough. <laughs> we, it's happened. It's happened. We've made sweet love. <laughs> <laughs> I think they even wrote a heart song about it.
4: Just make it
2: We
1: gotta get through this, goddamn. Come
2: it. on! Let's, let's power through this. This is looking. what I said before we
1: made love. You are the power bottom in our group. I'm a switch hitter, though. I'm a giving lover. I just like saying shit about violence and sex mixed together because it makes you really uncomfortable. It
2: does, man. I don't know why. Because you're a human fucking being. It's you. wrong. Yes, thank
1: you. Unless, you know, you're two consenting adults that love to beat each other up. I'm sure you're perfectly happy together. <laughs> I love how that's the thing that I have to... I know. (laughs) Just hammer in there. (laughs) Crowbar that in there real quick. I'm not judging you if you like to beat each other up. I'm just saying that's not for me. All right, so Foxy gets her to calm down and then tells her that there is a place that she can take her to hide out. They cut from this to Steve talking to Miss Catherine, telling her that the judge had thrown the book at their particular dealers this morning, and it was a 40-year sentence apiece. Man, he must be pissed about what he went. Crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the judge would not even talk to Steve because, well, he is that angry about what happened to him. Mm, yep. Kind of understandable. I mean, they insulted the size of his rod and then threw him out there to be beaten by, by a bunch ladies. of ladies. No, they weren't that old. They were just definitely no, well-armed. Few, old.
0: There were a few old ladies in
1: there. I don't know. Getting beaten by a bunch of old ladies with umbrellas sounds like a good Saturday night to me.
0: <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to say that I love that I can come up with things that are so weird and yeah. perverse that it's <laughs> (laughs) Shocks both of you. (laughs) Just silence. I love that I can do that.
0: Yeah, not shocking, just odd. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Yeah,
1: that is court shockingly odd. You run a podcast that's called the VD Clinic, and if I can say things that make you go, "That's odd," I'm happy. He's got, he's got a point. <laughs> all right. So, shit is crumbling as the dealers apparently are rats just fleeing this stinking ship. They had a bunch that left in the morning right after this happened because now they know that there's no protection for them. They're fleeing to other cities. They're just hightailing it. Now, I submit to you was this Foxy's plan all along or was this just random happenstance? Look,
2: it, it was part of her plan. <laughs>
1: She didn't know she was going to get assigned to a judge for her first job, but she knew that she could fuck yeah. up something in the organization. I think she
2: eventually knew she'd get assigned something big. I think it's yeah. kind of a
1: Chinese menu. Foxy
2: knows what she looks like. You know, She knows she's going to use her for the, the,
1: the important jobs. Oh yeah, she's the prime time yeah. person that you want to have in at the, exactly. the right exact moment when you, you need that. But she was also inexperienced, so that's why they sent her in with someone that knew a little bit more. I'm guessing that she got lucky. On her first time out, she got assigned to a judge that was or into a party that had a judge that she could fuck some shit up. Yeah. And that's to use the fact that Claudia was drugged out of her mind to get in and do what she needed to do. So she was incredibly lucky on her first assignment and at the same time had a plan to do this exact same thing.
0: Right. I think it just was quick, happened quicker than she anticipated.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, They figure out that it was Foxy and Claudia that fucked this up. I wonder how (laughs) (laughs) you send them to smooth things over with a judge who now will no longer talk to you. Not exactly great detective work there, Sherlock. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the mob guys are on the lookout for both of them, which Steve has apparently already taken care of. He's done all of this without Miss Catherine's stay and she seems to be rather enjoying this whole take charge man attitude that Steve has. They cut from this to Foxy comes home looking for Claudia. This is her first mistake. She should not be bringing Claudia to her own home. No. But finds only a purse just sitting there. Gee, I wonder why. They cut from this to Claudia at A bar looking for a drink. At
0: a Dyke bar. At a Dyke bar. Let's point that out.
1: Damn, I don't know. Is it? I don't. I, that,
0: uh, that is a fucking dyke bar. Well, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> Let's just settle down. We're just not comfortable with the phrasing. <laughs> Let's
2: settle down.
0: Okay, let the dyke say that. <laughs> How about that?
2: <laughs> I can't. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I just
0: have pointed out because it it is kind of my favorite scene because it's just I think I've been in that bar before. I mean, I'm kid you not? <laughs> On more than one occasion, I've had a stone butch like that one. In there like look like come and hit on me and the same haircut and everything
1: <laughs> damn
0: and This in the 70s this is in the
1: 90s <laughs> this is how delicately i handled this in my notes trying uh-huh. to be mr pc on yeah, this all right from the fact that all of the patrons appear to be female and some of them are snuggling up this may be a lesbian bar yes <laughs> That is literally my notes word for word. How hard was that, Vanessa? (laughs) But she's allowed to say all that stuff. I can't say all that stuff. You can't say
2: all that stuff. (laughs) I can't say any of that. Eh, maybe. I can say one word in that whole entire sentence that Vanessa said. The word bar. Bar. Bar, I can say bar. And even when you say bar,
1: it sounds filthy. (laughs) Well, because I do filthy things and offensive things in bar. I know. I've been to them with you.
0: Even though I know this scene and I know this film, I always think, oh, Claudia, you left without your purse. How are you going to pay for your job? Drinks. And then I realized look how you're dressed and look where you're going. Your drinks are going to be paid for all night. (laughs) Like,
1: I think she was just hoping it was a bar that she was going to and she would get free drinks. I don't know if she was necessarily going in looking specifically for that, you know, because I don't, does she know I Foxy's she was neighborhood?
4: For,
0: no, she's just looking for any available bar. But the fact is, yeah. But that's back where then, she ended up...
2: how many lesbian bars were there? Like anybody <laughs> knows the statistics on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, did, I,
0: don't, I don't know the specifics. Stati- I mean, I know my gay history, but I don't know my specific statistics of number of gay bars in LA at that time. But
1: Per, there, per capita, you know, we want to know. Yeah, her fair
0: amount. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely more gay male bars like there are now, but they existed in a bigger city like that.
1: It turns out that the ladies in this particular bar figure out exactly who Claudia is, and the bartender is the one who actually knows it, and then she's the one that calls over the friend of hers or whoever because she wants to keep Claudia busy, while the bartender calls it in to basically rat on her to get the reward. Foxy shows up just in time as one of the ladies is, let's just say, Getting kind of trumpy grabby at Claudia. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. she's getting a little handsy. Well, in high def, you can really tell that she's getting trumpy grabby if you catch my drift. Because yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, you the, can. The the split at the, the you know. Yeah, right, I, I get what's right, right there at the at the crotch you area can where pretty the, much stop now. Where we the all scene know was. we get it. The we camel lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the band the camel lips.
2: Yes, we get it. Back we got camel it. it.
1: <laughs> I, I backed that scene up to make sure that's what I was seeing, and it wasn't hmm. just a crease in the outfit. How many times? No, wasn't once or twice. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. That was five. You, you did it five times. It was seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boxy <laughs> tries to get Claudia out of the bar, but the very aggressive lady picks a fight with her, saying that she has a black belt in karate. Boxy bashes the fuck out of her with a bar stool, then hits her again, breaking the goddamn bar stool over her back, then pauses to say that she has a black belt in bar stool. I laugh my ass off for five minutes every time. Hell yeah.
0: Me too, which is what part of why I love this scene so much. It's just such a cheesy line, but it's so fucking badass.
1: As they try to leave, it starts a gigantic fucking bar fight with Foxy, of course, kicking ass and taking names left and right. She does get a couple of shots where people are taking her out and hitting her in the face a few times and knocking her around, but the entire bar just erupts into violence, almost like an old western fucking saloon. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I've about seen that happen at uh, at least one lesbian bar. <laughs> less, I just Maybe like... not quite that extreme, but yeah.
2: <laughs> I just feel like Vanessa's lived a much more rich life than either one of us. Well, duh.
1: <laughs> Why do you think she's living in New York now? I know. Damn. that's the yeah, city that was she even went
2: before
0: to. Before I got to New York, some of that happened.
1: <laughs> that's the city she went to to chill out, dude. Whoa, <laughs> right? <laughs> God, yeah. <that's> so awesome.
2: <laughs> he just. <laughs> Fuck teaching. You can't teach this old dog new tricks. Just tell me your story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Matt wants to live vicariously through your life experience. All of you. Everyone out there within the sound of my voice. That's what Matt wants. (laughs) Pretty much.
2: I've got Doritos and beer. That's about it. (laughs) Latest flavor of
1: Dorito is the newest excitement in Matt's life. Mm -hmm. All right, so Foxy and Claudia leave the bar and they are too late. The goal of the bartender is achieved. The mob guys are there and Foxy sends Claudia running while she tries to slow the two thugs down. She's tossing junk at him, garbage cans, knocking over racks of shit that's in the back alley here. This is the most well-stocked back alley I've ever seen. That hobo is living like a fucking king of all hobos. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Fuck yeah. At one point, Foxy is tackled by one of the thugs and then that particular thug sends the other one after Claudia and then Foxy kicks the living hell out of her attacker. Claudia is caught. Foxy knocks the guy down with a trash can to help Claudia get away. And at one point, Foxy actually breaks a goddamn bottle over her attacker's face, laying him out. The thug then knocks Foxy essentially out, but is kind of holding her up by the arm. After he punches her in the face, she looks like she went out. Kind of hard to tell. She's dazed. Whatever happened, she ain't fucking happy. Yeah. And then the thug that Foxy no good. Yeah, then the thug that Foxy bashed with a bottle is about to carve her up with a broken bottle, only to be stopped by Steve just in time. And since that particular guy can't cut her or kill her for what she. She did carving up his face. He then gut punches her because apparently that's the closest thing he can get to hurting her right now. Dick. He's still not happy about it. No. In all fairness to him, she did carve up his face pretty good. That's true. But still <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah, but you know I bet he, he kind of deserved it. Well, yeah, he's trying to kill them. <laughs> exactly. But still she cut his face. So, you know, he's just doing his job as far as he's concerned, and now he's all cut up. If they would just surrender and, you know, get horrendously raped and beaten, he wouldn't have to do this horrendous rape and beating. Oh yeah, he is an asshole. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long to get there, guys.
2: Real weird trip to see you walk, but it was all right.
1: They cut from this to Catherine watches emotionless as we hear Foxy screaming in the background and a man laughing the entire time. Thankfully, we do not see any of this. Then Steve walks in with some info nuggets to drop onto our chest, and that is our next clip.
3: He's off <sighs> a minute, man. Have a little finesse. Save some for later. Oh, I have plenty for later. What did you find? Out. Well, I had our boys at the station run a fingerprint check on her. They made her through her driver's license. Her name is Foxy Brown
4: know something, Steve. What is it?
3: Well, it seems she was Dalton Ford's girl. And Eddie, she was with him when he got it. That's right. I remember. Why didn't I recognize her?
4: So that's it.
3: No, there's more. The dealer who fingered him for us was her brother. That don't make sense. Well, maybe those people just don't believe in family loyalty, Eddie. So it's
5: just that simple, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Just about. But the game ain't over yet, bitch. That ain't gonna do any good, either. There. you're gonna have to kill or i'll kill you it's gotta be one way or the other let me do it miss Catherine. no give her a shot of heroin and send her out
6: to the ranch
3: ranch now you know what the boys at the ranch would do with her
6: <laughs> she'll probably love it and then when she's got a good habit we'll send her down to the islands she should bring a good price maybe she'll pay us back
2: for some of the trouble she's caused oh if there's enough of her left when the boys get through with it. Fucking gross.
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh. All right, here's where it gets really fucking gross. Yeah. They cut from this to Foxy, all strung out at Bucket. It, it's the rape ranch. That's that's the whole thing. It, yeah. They're there to cut drugs and rape whoever gets sent to them. She tries to get up and leave. And also apparently hook him on heroin. Yes. Is able to sort of sneak out into one of the rooms where one of this guys is sleeping in the shack, and she tries to make a break for it after walking out of the door. She's sort of sneaking off and can't move very quickly because, A, she's probably been beaten and raped all the shit. And B, they've been also fucking spiking her with heroin over and over again. Yeah. And then one of the men that was apparently the guy pretending to be asleep sneaks out of the shack from behind her then cracks a goddamn whip around her fucking neck, ripping her backwards onto her back and then dragging her back by the neck and picking her up once again, using the whip wrapped around her neck and dragging her off into fuck it. It's a rape room. That's exactly what this fucking shit is.
0: There's no way to sugarcoat it. And you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Here's where Jack Hill's exploitation sensibilities gets a really bit too rough for me. Uh, He's expressed some regret on some of these things that he's included in his films and doesn't really say, oh, it was the times to kind of make up for it. He just says that if he had it to do over again, he would not include this kind of stuff. I've heard him say that a few times in commentary. So it's rough for us to watch now, but this shit is real. This shit happens. And uh, I don't know if people know this or not, but heroin dealers are not good people, Matt. Are you trying to tell me me that people who sell
2: and push a highly addictive, highly lethal drug are bad people? Either
1: that or they're executives in a pharma company, yeah. So bad people. Yeah, okay, I gotcha. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what? No matter how you dress it up, they're a narco. (laughs) Yeah, 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 they're a narco. (laughs) Well, sir, I cannot believe you would say such a thing. Coincidentally, both types probably have rape rooms. I was going to try to argue that, and I can't.
0: No, that's probably true.
2: Yeah, if you're the head of big pharma, you're probably an asshole. Welcome
1: to my world of nihilism. and hatred for the entirety of human race.
2: I've said it before. I've said it again. As I get older, I get much more nihilistic, man, that anybody who's a billionaire in this in this country is probably a fucking legit asshole and has done horrific things to be a billionaire. Why am I not a billionaire then? Because for as much <laughs> as you bluster, you're an actual decent human being. <laughs> Don't Precisely. ruin my Sorry,
1: image. Sorry. Precisely. Oh, you guys, that's the worst thing anybody could possibly say about me. I know he's gonna cut this out. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm not the villain, then goddamn it, this podcast doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm trying to avoid it guys I'm sorry (laughs) we got to get back to this all right it turns out that the guy that let her think that she could escape just did this just so he could drag her back in further for more torment because apparently he gets off on that he really liked the idea of of doing this sadistic thing where she thinks she's going to get away and he has some hope just so he can dash it gross he starts tying her up as the other guy preps to shoot her up with more heroin oh my god these guys are just dropping racial slurs left and right the entire time and they are getting more and more super gross about that particular thing where they are basically belittling her for being a black woman and making it seem like they really should get better I think the way that they act than mm-hmm. this and yet they're two disgusting rapist pig fucks and then they start getting rapey as fuck with everything that they're saying and doing and it's just fucking disgusting I'm not going to describe it I'm not going to repeat any of it just watch the goddamn movie and suffer through it yourself folks yeah the main bald guy ends up ripping off Pam Green years bra and it's stripped down, nude to rape her. The film then cross dissolves from this into the aftermath of the rape, mm. as the coughing scumbag comes back in. Fucking uh, gross.
0: Yeah, you at least don't see it. Yeah. The actual. Thing.
1: There are some other Jack Hill films where they get a little more, a little more yeah, gross about it. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, even men get raped in Jack Hill films. So yeah, by women too. Yep. Ooh, that's the thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is That a thing.
2: Yep. It's, it's a thing. thing
1: thanks Dave (laughs) thank you David yeah it's kind of a thing Foxy notices that a razor blade which is implied to be a double-edged razor blade even though it is clearly a box cutter style single-edged razor blade that's on the table my guess is is so that she can drag it off the table with her mouth and tongue without cutting herself that's why they did that but they're hinting that it's a double-edged razor blade one of the guys left after shaving or something I have to say that uh, watching Pam Greer pick this up with her mouth holy shit that was incredible
0: (laughs) I know right
1: it's not one of those things where i'm like oh my god that's so fucking hot cuz she's just been beaten and bruised but like the way that she moves that with her tongue across the table and then picks it up with her mouth mm-hmm. I, I was like how long did it take to get that shot right <laughs> <laughs> and does she, yeah. is she able to taste food after doing so many takes oh, to get it Jesus. done? Well,
0: was... and you can just, you, the expression on her face too, like the concentration you can see, like it's absolutely, yeah. How many takes did it take to, to get to that point? How many takes uh, did it
1: take to get the razor blade into her mouth? Three. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one. And
0: you can two. just see the wheels turning like, okay, how, what am I going to do next to get myself out of this situation
1: though? So. At one point you actually see her boobs falling out of the shirt and they're all yeah. bruised up. And I am super fucking sad. Yeah. And really grossed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, fucking bastards. Why are you doing this to me, movie? God, fuck movie. She uses uh-huh. the razor blade in her teeth to cut herself loose, which is still pretty amazing. Again, what Vanessa already mentioned earlier about the determination on her face. Absolutely incredible. She then ties what's left of her shirt together to cover herself up and grabs about, what, four or five coat hangers? Yeah. Yeah. A good five. Uh, was it five? I counted at least three, and then I lost count,
2: but I didn't have the blu-ray so yeah there's at least five all right yeah
0: yeah no at first i thought it was just three and then i realized oh no there there's a lot more definitely some good damage can be done with that
1: she fashions <laughs> them into fuck it, they're pimp sticks <laughs> yeah pretty much she makes some pimp sticks although with the hooks out and the way that she elongates them they could also be you know five six abortions waiting to happen <laughs> good god man <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she sneaks in through the kitchen-like area away from the guy who is busy cutting the Coke. She sneaks out of a window to get the fuel line from that fuel tank that we saw set up earlier. She's filling up uh, what looks like about a giant fucking saucepan or, you know, pot to boil spaghetti in or what have you. She ends up getting caught and then rips off the fucking asshole's face with her pimp stick hook things. Fucking A. You actually see chunks of shit flying off of the guy that. It's like looking kind of bloody i don't know how they yeah. did that effect but that was incredible yeah it's great the bald thug ends up hearing this even though he's underneath the car and he comes in to see what the fuck is happening but screaming like a bitch yeah you would too if you just had your fuck eye called yeah. out by six abortion Whoa. sticks you're trying not to respond you don't want to laugh oh god <laughs> you're not going to go to hell just because you laugh about them being referred to as abortion sticks please it's not that i'm worried i'm going to go to hell for laughing at that <laughs> there's so many worse things that you've done exactly by the way don't use coat hangers for abortions, kids.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's why I approach, you know, pro-choice, man. All I'm saying is if, Planned they're, Parenthood.
1: if they're dumb enough to eat Tide Pods, I mean, they'll get the job done themselves eventually. It's a, that's a fucking disclaimer that I have to fucking give out there. If yeah. you're dumb enough to eat Tide Pods, you're probably dumb enough to try and perform an abortion with a coat hanger because you heard it on this show. <laughs> Just keep listening to the show and don't do any of the shit we talk about. Yes, please. Let's do that. Alright, so the bald thug goes in to see what the fuck is happening. She throws a whole pan load of gasoline on him. Looks like she throws a second one or maybe they just kind of got the takes mixed up but she coats him in one and then throws the whole thing at him calls him like a motherfucker or something like that lights a match and fucking throws it at him the whole entire shack goes up it takes a little while but the fucking bald guy burns up as well he ends up burning both of them and then that leads to our next clip
3: no nobody knows how the hell it happened the whole thing just blew up I don't know one of those idiots over there probably set off a gas tank or something yes I know they're screaming for their stuff you're just gonna have to make do with what you've got for a couple of days well we've got a brand- new shipment coming in the first of the week yes all right handle it it's that woman she did it you know something i'm afraid you're right
6: got to find her steve and kill her
3: yeah yeah and i know just how to go about that eddie yes mr Linus. i want you to get me a sawed off shotgun just as you say, Mister You know, sometimes, baby, when you want something done, you just gotta do it yourself. I love
0: it when you're like that, Steve. So powerful. Love it when you're like that, Steve.
1: Ugh, so gross. Uh.
0: <laughs> weirdest
2: accent in the, that, that and, line.
1: It's so powerful. <laughs> Just gross. They cut from this to Huggy Bear, a.k.a. Antonio Vargas a.k.a. fucking Rat Bastard, a.k.a. Coke Dealer, a.k.a. Link, piece of shit brother, a.k.a. gonna die in about five minutes. Less, probably, at this point. He's doing some coke, and he is also doing his lady at the same time, or, you know, one and then the other. He's kind of mixing it up. On a scale of one to five, about how jealous were you of the coke? Uh, it's about, a, it's about a <laughs> A solid four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. The fact that you would have to be with that lady to get the Coke is probably what took it down from five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering.
2: I want the Coke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'm sorry. You were peeking.
1: <laughs> All right. So his doorbell rings, which in Huggy Bear, a.k.a. fucking Link, <laughs> Link a.k.a. the shit rat, a.k.a. Coke dealers world. This is a bad thing. He gets up. We see some boobies. So thank you, movie. They could have been Pam Greer's, but then yeah. that would be brother and sister having sex for the record yeah. movie. I would have been into that. Ha 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 that's why I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why you like Game of Thrones. It has nothing to do with the violence and degradation of uh, human beings. Yeah. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. It's all about that brother and sister getting it on. Clip. Clip. <laughs> <laughs> he answers the door. It's quote unquote Eddie who is trying to say that he's there to drop off a stash of drugs, but is basically there just to kill him if he doesn't tell them where Foxy is. They cut their way in using some bolt cutters whenever he opens the door and says slide it on. On through then when they break their way in Steve is obviously shaking like a motherfucker holding on to his sold off shotgun and is clearly not cut out for this type of work at one point when he's yelling at Huggy Bear no more AKAs we gotta get this guy off the screen
4: <laughs> he ends up
1: shooting him in what I'm assuming is an accident although he tries to play it off to his thug underling that he did it on purpose blowing off basically the side and some parts of his rib cage with yeah. that shot oh yeah yeah. he very clearly missed and tried to make it look like he no, was making it was him suffer no
0: completely an accident <laughs> yeah he's just a fuck up
1: <laughs> yeah pure and simple then he just straight up fucking kills him by shooting him in the face with the shotgun we assume this is off camera while well, his flunky then cuts the woman's throat and then talks about her as if she is just a piece of meat and a waste of it good piece. he does say that he just basically says it was a waste of a good piece of ass this is when i realize maybe i'm not such the villain that i think i am when i am disgusted by things like that <laughs> They cut from this to our pent-ultimate clip.
5: What? Link to?
3: They say it was those Stevie Elias people that did it.
5: Was he dealing again?
3: Yeah, coke. I guess I knew it all the time. Once those people get their hooks into you, there's only one way they'll let you off. You ready? All right,
6: uh, we've talked about your request, and uh, we're not sure whether we want to help you or not. We're a neighborhood committee, and uh, this is sort of out of our neighborhood, you know what I mean?
3: Maybe the time has come to grow a bit, brother. What is it you really want? Justice. For whom, your brother?
5: Why not? It could be your brother, too, or your sister, or your children. I want justice for all of them. And I want justice for all the other people whose lives are bought and sold so that a few big shots can climb up on their backs and laugh at the law and laugh at human decency. And most of all, I want justice for a good man. This man had love in his heart. And he died because he went out of his neighborhood. To try to do what he thought was right.
6: Sister, I think what you're asking for is revenge.
5: You just take care of the justice and I'll handle the revenge myself. Said you had a plan. Oscar, do you have the name of the pilot that flies the stuff
2: from Mexico?
1: God damn that fucking speech, man. I want to throw my fist in the air and fucking start a riot. Let's
2: do this shit.
1: (laughs) I also want to point out that everything that she is talking about in that speech, you could easily remove heroin dealer and apply it to, I don't know, crooked corporations, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. corporations. Yeah. All corporations. (laughs) Our current system of government and how it's being, uh, you know. But come
2: on. Corporations are people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And people are fucking rotten. Yeah. Everything that she has to say, like all the stuff that she's talking about for what the type of thing that she describes as just... I fucking want to join her Freedom Fighters and not just because I'm totally in love with Pam Greer, a.k.a. Foxy Brown in this. I mean, that's part of the reason, but not the only reason. I think this speech may have actually made me fall in love with her.
2: Before the speech, the only reason was because you were in love with her. After the speech is also, you know, not just because you were in love with her.
1: Before the speech, I saw Pam Greer playing a badass character. Yeah. After the speech, I'm completely in love with the character Foxy Brown. Can we, like, nominate her for president? Oh, God, I wish. (laughs) Foxy would fix shit up. Yes. But time, the, There's, presidency.
0: the There's the campaign slogan. Foxy will fix shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that.
2: Make America sexy
1: again. <laughs> yes, please. Get us all on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah,
0: <right. laughs> Make America foxy again. Yes. Yeah, there.
1: there you go, Vanessa. All right. So they cut from this to motherfucking Sid Haig with a full face beard and most and of an a awesome head of hair. Red cat. <laughs> <laughs> Looking pretty fucking good, right? Yeah. He's telling some tall tales about some women that he's bedded or something like that. Like that. Mentioned something about a girl talking about how she has to go to the bathroom, which may have piqued Matt's interest, but bored me instantly. <laughs> He eyes Foxy from across the room in her least sexy outfit that we've seen in the entire film, but.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Not that cool. And then he decides that he's going to come on to her because, goddamn, doesn't matter Happy what she's wearing. Is yeah, <laughs> it's Foxy. She plays it up about how he is impressing her that he's a pilot. She talks him into basically letting her tag along for a ride. And at one point in time, he says something about how he is the best plane driver you'll ever meet. What self respecting pilot calls themselves a plane driver. That's I don't know, man. You're a pilot. A cool name. Plane driver. (laughs) Either that was a flubbed line or badly written dialogue. But either way, that's the thing I love about these exploitation flicks. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think it was written that way. (laughs) I really do.
1: He's talking smack where he's like, I'm the best plane driver you ever met.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like he's trying to be all fucking jive with it or something. Who knows?
0: That's exactly what it's supposed to be.
1: They cut from this to Steve is not interested in being talked out of the drug pickup he has to go on. Miss Catherine has a weird feeling about this. Something is definitely not right. Either that or she's worried that he's going to step out for the five minutes that he's out there doing the pickup. She's worried and she's also horny as shit. Steve is completely checked out this whole entire time, end of this whole relationship. <laughs> She walks over and demands some kisses and tries to fucking snuggle up with him. And you can see it on the face of both the actor and probably the character. Yeah. He's totally not into this. He is not oh. cool. Nope. The not a- at all. The actor looks like he has some longing looks at like some inanimate objects across the room. Yeah. <laughs> like he's into body pillows. Like he doesn't even like people. Yeah. Look <laughs> at that lamp. He's just Love like, lamp. He's just all like, God damn, that Chase lounge is looking sexy. Hmm. Can we get this person off me? Look at the drapes.
0: What <laughs> is this thing hanging on? on me.
1: <laughs> Ew. Look at that ottoman. <laughs> <It's> so hot. <laughs> she finally lets him leave. And they cut from this to Foxy in the plane with Sid Hague. Uh, Some very not hitting humor in this scene where they're talking. Foxy's clearly pretending to be drunk. Did Hegg's pilot is actually drunk. <laughs>
0: I love that she changed outfits to go on her plane ride.
1: I'm assuming this is a day or two later and that she's basically been shacking up with the guy to convince him that this was the right idea or to keep him talked in it i wouldn't put it past her to do that
0: i don't know i i don't know i i imagine in in, in my world that <laughs> no she's just that badass it's like i gotta change clothes before i go on this plane ride
1: right like an outfit specifically for plane rides
2: i just exactly. <laughs> i think she magically rips off her old outfit like an
1: nba player getting into a game
2: and just is a new outfit underneath it
0: yeah she changes clothes a lot in this movie
1: they cut from this to steve paying off the cops and driving to the drop point. Dirty cops. Do they come any other way? Yeah. The plane swoops by and comes in for a landing. Foxy is told to scrunch down and hide because apparently Sid Haig was not supposed to bring a date to the drug deal. You think? <laughs> I picture that this is not a character. This is actually Sid Haig, and they're just filming him in <laughs> the work that he does when he didn't get acting gigs. Nice. <laughs> just snuck a camera around. I think he just does fly planes drunk. That's well, that's how I picture Sid Haig's life when he's not, not, not a, acting.
2: Not a bad way to live.
1: I guess not. Sid ends up landing the plane, and he makes the drop for the cash. A truck pulls up to the cops, who are, of course, fucking racist because they're cops. Matt's just going to ignore it, and he's just going to let it go and pretend like I didn't say it. I, what's the point anymore i dude. <laughs> <laughs> The vigilantes get the drop on these crooked, racist-ass cops, and then we see Foxy jumps over to the pilot seat in the plane, because of course Foxy can fly a plane. She's the best goddamn <laughs> plane driver you've ever
2: seen. She's an actual pilot. The other guy was just a plane driver. <laughs> She's a pilot. Of course, it's
1: Foxy fucking Brown.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure Foxy can do anything.
1: He fires up the plane, and then sprints off into a complete direction away, then does a little turnaround, and then starts aiming the goddamn plane at the drug dealers. Sid Hegg's character ducks out of the way. Thankfully, we don't want to see Thid Hegg get killed. I like to think that he's the only one that gets away and goes off to live a life of drunk piloting other. He stumbled
2: around and took a right turn. Somehow he failed up in the now owns a bar in that area.
1: (laughs) And he now pilots for a major airline (laughs) while drunk while drunk. Of course. In the 70s, it was okay. It was a different time. Then she starts aiming it at the fucking drug dealer himself, one of the particular thugs. I think it was a thug with the cut on his face. Yes. He stands yeah. there trying to shoot at the plane like a fucking idiot and is then carved into hamburger when the plane flies past him and the propeller hits him. Awesome. Rest yes. in pieces. <laughs> Foxy crashes the plane into the shack, and I'm assuming she kills the other two drug dealers that were inside of it. They really didn't have enough time to jump out of the window when that propeller went in first, so... Sorry, guys. It destroyed the and shack. money
0: flies everywhere.
1: Of course, because that's the... You
0: have s- to have that shot. <laughs> you have to
1: have the symbolism of the money going everywhere in all directions from both of the times it gets dropped. Steve just jumps in his car and takes off like a coward. And then the other guy ducks behind his car and starts shooting at the plane with Foxy inside. Then the vigilantes just kind of sneak up behind him and shoot the motherfucker in the back better than he actually deserves. Mm-hmm. At least he died quick. They help Foxy out of the plane like a couple of gentlemen and should and she gets in the dead thug's car to give chase steve is ambushed by the fake cops because of course the vigilantes were going to take the cops clothes and pretend to be police And, and then gets pinned between them and the truck he is pulled from the car by all of the various vigilantes as foxy arrives they pull down steve's pants and cut off his junk on foxy's command no
2: you can't do this to me.
1: Amazingly, his voice gets very high at the end. Yeah. There.
2: Quite
0: an impressive knife that they pull out.
1: Yeah, they want to make sure they get it all. Yeah. From the looks of I'm pretty sure they could have gotten away with a fucking scalpel. Probably a butter knife. Well. well, you would have to sharpen it at
2: least. I mean, nah, That thing's flimsy, I bet.
1: <laughs> it's made out of confectionery sugar. It just pushes right through. <laughs> pretty much. That's why Miss Catherine likes him so much because he's so sweet. It's like he's cotton candy <laughs> down there. <laughs> Spun sugar cock. You, <laughs> here at first here on PsyOps. Oh, God damn We're almost done. Why are we doing this? I don't, to ourselves? I don't know. They cut from this. Thankfully, we don't have to see a man getting his penis cut off. Yeah, that that, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah, and Matt and I are both mysteriously sitting here crunching our legs together and <laughs> hunching over ours right now as we're talking about this. This whole movie was sexual until just about two minutes ago. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you fuck with Foxy Brown. The front half of this
2: movie was very sexual. The back half of this movie not so much. It depends upon what you're into. If you're into castration maybe you dig it yeah maybe
0: i'm not saying i advocate (laughs) vigilante justice but (laughs) sometimes there might be a point
2: hey vanessa get on board (laughs) with this vigilante justice
1: Vanessa says she's not into vigilante justice. I say, no dice. <laughs> hey, Pally, make with the vigilanteism. We have devices over here. Devices for jagging off. <laughs> you ever seen one of these, Warren? All right, let's stop. <laughs> God, Sorry. It's all right. They cut from this to Catherine staring at a picture of Steve and then kissing it, driving <laughs> the irony home, people. Oh. An alarm goes off, mostly in my head, but then I realize it's in the movie as well. And we then see that Foxy has arrived with a very large red handbag. She walks up, but is then ambushed by two of the thugs. They check her for weapons and then take the bag after, well, basically fucking groping her inappropriately, quote unquote, looking for weapons.
0: Um, yes,
1: <laughs> they take the bag and when they pull the jar out of course it's Steve's cock in a jar because uh-huh. holy fuck that's why it's it's fucking cruel and it's what Foxy would do for revenge turns that's out that's
0: fucking badass because I'm sorry if you're gonna do it <laughs> make it count
1: <laughs> I know every time I've ever forcibly castrated another man I've kept the cock in a jar clip <laughs> Let that one go. Turns out Foxy had a gun hiding in her Afro because of course she does. Foxy. (laughs) It's fucking badass.
0: Which is almost as badass as in coffee when she has the razor blades hiding in
1: her her hair. According to Jack Hill, that was actually Pam Greer's idea because he'd heard (laughs) how girls had done that when they knew that they possibly could be getting in a fight or someone would grab their hair like that, that they would put razors Mm -hmm. in there to make them cut their hands up. So there you go.
0: Yeah. And now you have a gun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely. Definitely an upgrade, a gun from Razor's for me. She uses the shock of the cock in the jar, I just (laughs) love that phrase apparently. Who take the gun out of her hair. She kills the two thugs with ease. She even has enough time to put two bullets in one of the thugs' brain I know, pans. I
2: thought that when she shot him in the head. I'm like, there you go, shot him in the head again. I'm like, okay,
1: well, I think once was enough. And then she hits him like a third time, and yeah. then I'm like, god damn, Foxy. <laughs> Jesus. That's just mean. Go on, baby, you do you. you.
2: You do you. I'm just saying it's a waste of bullets, man. I'm not saying for him. I'm just saying you're wasting bullets he's, now. he's not worth the cost of those bullets. I know, man.
1: Ain't cheap. After the two thugs are dead, Catherine comes at Foxy with a a knife, Foxy shoots her in the fleshy part of her upper arm. That leads to our ultimate blip.
4: Why did you kill me too? Go on, shoot! I don't want to live anymore!
1: I know. That's the
5: idea. The rest of your boyfriend is still around. And I hope you two live a long time. And then maybe you get to feel what I feel. Death is too easy for you, bitch. I want you to suffer.
1: Fuck yeah. Wow. And with that, they roll credits. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you Vanessa that Coffee which came before this may actually be the better film but uh, for some reason I really really love Foxy Brown I think Pam Greer I want
0: love this too
1: I think Pam Greer kind of learned more about acting and kind of came into her own and actually has more presence in this film whereas I love Coffee just because she looks so fucking good in it and I kind <laughs> of ignore the fact that maybe she's not the best actress at that point and she was kind of learning what she was doing there uh, but I think Coffee might actually have a lot of other things going on around it that make it really good. The entire time I'm watching Foxy Brown, I was going, wait, doesn't this happen in this movie? And then I had to look up the plot line for coffee and go back and be like, oh no, that's coffee. <laughs> so like I can I confuse the two because I think I watched them both back to back many a lonely nights. Mm-hmm. I would also have to say too about this film before I kind of give the floor to you guys. I think if you're gonna start in the black exploitation world and you want a jumping in point, coffee and foxy brown are probably your two best bets because you have a very dynamic, very charismatic woman at the front of the movie that will carry the picture regardless of everything else and they both have the flavors of everything else that you're going to get in varying degrees of acting and ability and also budgets and things like that and you can't really go wrong with Jack Hill and Pam Grier working together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I get everything you just said.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I like the
2: movie. Uh, it's the first time I've, I've never seen Coffee, so I don't know, but uh, for jumping in points for exploitation films that black you know, exploitation, in particular uh yeah it's probably a great jumping off point pram greer's well known so uh have you
1: seen other black exploitation films like mostly everybody's seen shaft at least yeah i've seen shaft yeah yeah that was about. what was his name uh no you've uh, you've seen shaft uh, yeah yeah okay i think Uh, everybody's seen that that's all over cable yeah
2: it's that's something you're always going to see um other than that no i haven't you know i haven't seen a lot of the black exploitation films like foxy brown i only seen pieces of though uh just if it
1: was ever on tv or anything like that you've known me for a really long time does yeah. it surprise you that i'm obsessed with these movies as well no <laughs> do you uh, ever hear me talking about them uh
2: on occasion yes you will we will talk about it. a lot of times like during your birthdays when you're when we're due like weird movie nights or exploitation movie nights you will go off on them so yeah okay so i mean Fair yeah enough. i mean you kind of i knew that but no it's a it's a, a fun film to watch you know i mean it has some rough parts in there to, to get through but i mean that's it's, every jack hill film yeah it's you know kind of like a death wish thing except for, you know, you just don't they there and see it. Um,
1: that is the one thing it has over Death Wish. You don't actually have to watch it. Yeah. Um, your
2: death Wish makes you, you know, watch it and then have to process it. I
1: don't know why they needed to include rape in order to have revenge for this particular film. Yeah, I mean, they, but I think it's just to show that these are bad
2: people. You know, they're, they're the worst people ever or whatever.
1: Right. And at least they went the route where it wasn't another woman in distress and then she had to get the whole committee together to yeah. save, like, say Claudia, who got dragged out to this yeah. thing it's our hero who got herself into this particular predicament. And then she
2: got out of it herself.
1: And she and saved herself saved from, from
2: it. yeah. Again, it's a it's a, it's a fun f- flick to watch, and yeah, if you're looking to get into this genre, you can go ahead and jump on in.
0: You're right. The fact that it's a woman, she gets into trouble, but she gets herself out of trouble. When she ultimately turns to the neighborhood committee, even though they are all guys, it's more, they're the ones who just happen to have the weapon. You know, you don't, it doesn't feel like she has has to have a man come save her. It could easily fall into that, but I mean, that part of that is having p- someone as strong as Pam Greer um, in that role. What she did for the female action heroine, this kind of thing in coffee, pretty significant and I don't think should be underplayed.
1: No, I, I completely agree. And I think what you're pointing out too, that he can be a feminist icon and I think very much should be. There's a lot of things in Jack Hill's films, especially for the era that they are, that have a lot of feminist icons and a lot of things that show women doing it for themselves and even dumping deadbeat guys that are dragging them down in some cases as well. And that's one of the things that I admire for his films. And I can forgive him his trespasses of exploitation that more or less a producer was probably like, oh, we need a rape scene in this film and maybe forced it on him. But he doesn't play it off like that. He never says something along the lines of, you know, this was something that I had to put in there. I wish I wouldn't have succumbed to it. He just says it's a choice that had I to do it over again, I wouldn't make. He kind of owns up for his own responsibility for having that kind of content you were mentioning too about uh where she has to go to this committee aka the black panthers very loosely coded (laughs) when she's going to them for help she's going to them because there's no real authority that she can get help from like the police this is a hero that realizes that they need backup and that hero can't go to the normal channels because they're all corrupt the system is corrupt all the way up they're all in the pocket of this group and in order to get this organization and take it down and basically kill the tree (laughs) you know completely by poisoning it at the root, she needs these guys. She needs this back it
0: off in his paint. Yeah.
1: Just cut it off right at the base. <laughs> sorry oh i get what you're saying that was a reference to steve's junk yeah <laughs> and she does literally cut it off no, at
2: the root oh no. <laughs> nothing grows there
1: again <laughs> it's a barren wasteland she salted the earth <laughs> ooh ow oh
2: all
1: right obviously we're not doing the news because no. we went way long once we again we went way
2: long Ma- unlike steve
1: who's going to be extremely short ah! for the rest of his life <laughs> We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We will have some more music from Foxy Brown. And when we come back, we will close out this show.
6: Badasses, Boobs, and
3: Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick... Thank you'll come again.
2: Not racist at all. <laughs> Mark, if you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn
1: grooming. And listener favorite Iris. I not have sex with that horse. <laughs> <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB&BC
3: Podcasts via Lipson, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at BadassesBoobsAndBodyCounts.com. you.
1: ha ha
2: lady here, baby. Wolfman Jack? Oh, this is Werewolfman Jack, oh, man. Oh, Werewolfman Jack. I'm sorry. Where'd Kurt go? I don't know what happened to that bastard. Oh, my God. You <laughs> <He> watched <laughs> Pam Greer run went out of the room. Yeah. Werewolfman Jack, where did he go? Oh. He just
1: disappeared. He just disappeared. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's not. It's interdimensional travel oh. fuckhole. All right, folks, before I go ahead and close out the show with all of our boring deets that make you probably skip and fast forward through because you hate us, let's oh, give Vanessa Jesus, the floor. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Let's give Vanessa the floor because because everybody's listening to this episode because they love her, and so she could talk about her wonderful podcast.
0: Yeah, the VD Clinic. Um, we are also on Legion. Uh, we are monthly podcasts cover a movie and a book. Um, we just recorded our fascist February episode of Brazil, and it can't happen here. So, had a pretty interesting discussion. We are on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. <laughs> I don't feel like giving all the... <laughs> so Social media information right now. You can find us on Facebook, that kind of fun stuff. Do so.
4: a Google
1: search for VD Clinic Pod. Podcast. Podcast, yes. Please, yeah. Unless you need the actual VD Clinic and then, you know, then, you know search for that. And then maybe put in your zip code. I'm not saying I know for personal experience, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, that is the only clarification I, always, I have to make. <laughs> podcast after it.
1: You can find Vanessa's amazing podcast, the VD Clinic on Legion Podcast, as well as us. We are all three of us, proud members of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find our stuff at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash You can join our Facebook group where we get the craziest and most wild alternative photography available not only from our resident alternative photographer Aaron. Footage. Footage. (laughs) Footage. Footage. We get footage. 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 Yeah, we did have some alternative videography that Steve from the UK did for us. Some really amazing and very creepy fucked up (laughs) shit in there. You You should probably go back and try and find that footage. Footage. Yeah. That's in the Facebook. Found footage. <laughs> that's in the Facebook group, Cinema Styops. You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Styops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Styop. You found the plank that says brutal on it. You found the right man because he wants to hide the fact that he looks like Lon Chaney Jr. in his later <laughs> decaying years, only with blonde hair. No man, what hair? You have some on the sides, even though nature has taken off the top. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, styopmat at gmail.com, let him know that a pimp stick can also double as an abortion stick. Oh. You can email feedback to court. Send him a psyopscourt at gmail.com. Tell him to get some fucking therapy because all this talk of violence seems like he might actually be into that shit. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, really? Are you okay? I'm good. Everything, everything good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good, good, good. Good talk.
1: You can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I'm at court underscore psyop and Matt is at psyopmat. Send us your photos of the lovely, wonderful Pam Greer. Yes, please. Everything you've got. Please. Looking, yes. Looking her best. <laughs> send into to Vanessa too. Yes. <laughs> At VD Clinic Pod, maybe? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, there you go. Send all three of us Pam Greer pictures. Yes. We, we beg you. You can DM us. You
1: can you can just send them yes. however you want. You can send us those DMs. You can creep on our DMs anytime with some Pam Greer pictures. Absolutely. And we will definitely forward them to the other two of the three here. Yes. In the group. Yes. Because. Jerry, uh, Jerry and scaring. Oh, Pam Greer.
0: Pam. And you jealous she follows me on twitter
2: god damn it are you fucking
1: kidding me that's fucking awesome (laughs) well congratulations for you and i will never talk to you again (laughs) and while i'm shunning our guest vanessa everybody else out there thank you so much for downloading and listening (laughs) to this episode kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch
2: to talk to you about the loving feeling of Christ oh
1: fuck off with that (laughs) fuck you and fuck your God
0: oh thank you no
2: Um.
1: (laughs) thank you no (laughs) Good answer. Fuck your Jesus with a Christ
2: driver. A Christ driver? Yeah. Is that a driver that's blessed by a pope? No. Uh,
1: it is a crucifix
2: dildo. Oh, okay. I've seen one of those. Yeah. Jesus is even
1: ripped on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course nice. he is. Yeah, be... You don't want to
2: look at a flabby son of God. No. When you're trying to do that.
1: Especially on your dildo. Yeah. You don't want a flabby I mean, son of God on your dildo.
2: When you're using the dildo, you want to be turned on, so you don't want a flabby, you know, God's only begotten son on there.
1: I'm recording all of this, you know? i I'm sure there. you are. <laughs> From I'm the minute said. it started ringing, I I'm started sh- recording. I'm
2: it. sure this is a fact, though. I mean, it, I don't know. Well, maybe they're like maybe like chubby chasers who want to maybe I a, a flat beer. Just Jesus.
0: Think that out. That's that's a, a certain market there. Yeah. But I guess the predominant image would be the you know six pack
1: Christ. Yeah, six pack Christ <laughs> on a dildo. Unless you're a chubby chaser. It's yeah. a thing. <laughs> it's a, that is a thing. Thank you. Thank you, David. Yeah. Thank you. I'm wearing She's a goes. preemptive condom just because <laughs> I know how excited
2: I'm gonna get about her. <laughs> I (laughs) got a tube sock around it it's fine (laughs) <laughs> wow It's well, It's one of yours I, oh. Oh, I do not want that back well, You can keep it You don't get a decision in this
1: <laughs> Yeah I do Biological terrorist over there <laughs> Alright now that Matt has completely ruined The mood of the show And just completely destroyed All hope of us having a decent show at all <laughs>
2: My job is done here
0: Yeah you got to contact Hive from New York all the way there that's
1: some strong stuff that you got there. You got that legal uh, medical marijuana now in your state, so yeah, I'm not you, I'm not doubting that that's going to happen. You
0: New Yorkers, well, I tell you. Yeah, and it's I mean, and you can legally carry it recreationally here. It carry up to an ounce like in New York City.
1: Jesus Christ, that's like a weekend for Matt.
0: But you can't smoke it. <laughs> that's the funny part. <laughs>
1: You can't smoke it.
0: It's the weirdest stuff. Uh, the weirdest law. Yeah.
1: It's so yeah. fucking weird. You can have it. You can hold it. You just mm-hmm. can't eat your cake too. Yeah. Right.
2: right exactly. Well, that was exactly. kind of like here in in Omaha, it, it, one time on like a Sunday morning. You couldn't buy beer before noon or any alcohol before noon. Yeah. So, it, but yeah. and then there are other states where you can't buy b- alcohol on a Sunday at all. That's right. Weird.
1: It's weird, archaic laws. That's not archaic. That's Christian influence. Oh, Terrible. Fucking Christians. Oh my. It's like like, dude, settle yeah. down. That's what lions are for, to deal with you fuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought they were to deal with poachers.
2: Well, that too. <laughs> that too.
1: That poacher probably was a Christian, so oh. two assholes with one stone. There, oh, Matt. wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs>
2: Let your wow. hate flow
1: through you. I do. Yeah, I know. It's nice. Because when I try to uh. bottle it up, it just turns into cancer,
2: and nobody wants that. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of do, but I mean, that's besides the point.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With Vincent Price, yeah, where yeah. we had a guest, but he got sick, and then yeah. I also had the flow. Yeah, okay.
2: I got gotcha. you. I yeah. remember that one. Yeah. Do you? I I do remember the movie. I remember seeing it. I don't remember every fucking logo that's right at the beginning. You fucking autistic bastard. I'm not autistic. I'm just
1: on the spectrum. <laughs> not my fault i don't have emotions i was raised poorly
2: <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> sorry mr
1: and mrs psyops well <laughs> oh, they know what they did
2: <laughs>
4: they know yeah, this they is know. their
1: fault they know. <laughs> they're proud slash ashamed of what i've become <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right honey i didn't think anybody could fuck up a kid like us but god damn it we did it love you mom and dad <laughs> yay oh <Aww. laughs> We're not watching Roots yet. <laughs> not yet. I don't think I can cover Roots. I know. I don't know, man. The the amount... Of, I don't know if two white guys should be covering Roots. You know what I mean? Oh, I think we're the exact audience that should be watching really? Roots. <laughs> no, we should watch it. I don't know if we should be covering it. Oh, no. We should be talking so? about it. Yeah. yeah. The right. entire
1: the entire episode will be this. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I
2: am so sorry. I know it wasn't me, but I'm so sorry. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how
1: many times to say I'm sorry. Totes apologizing. Totes <laughs> apologizing. That's, that's our coverage for Roots, folks. There you go. There you go. We,
2: you get two episodes for one.
1: <laughs> Four and a half hours of us just saying we're sorry. So sorry. Actually, that should be every episode. We should be sorry for everything we do. We are white
2: males. We should be sorry for a lot of things.
1: Literally everything is our hey, particular demographics hey, fault. Hey, Vanessa,
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, we're sorry, Vanessa. We're so sorry. I'm just going
4: to
0: say, I, I'm not going to discourage the apology. We are so
2: sorry, <laughs> We're Vanessa. really sorry.
1: Vanessa is so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody that's in our demographic we wholeheartedly apologize so
2: sorry You yeah, have an understanding. Court's hiding, and she thinks Court died in a train accident many, many years ago. Restraining <laughs> order lifted.
1: No, no. Pam Ger doesn't know I exist, nor does not care that I am a human being that is on this planet at the same point in time that she is. Okay. And I'm obsessed with her. Oh, Jesus. But I don't <laughs> act on it. Therefore, no restraining order. I
2: just, you know, I wonder if will ever be like, like one, of the, be, uh, one of the people we talk about on these shows, actually, like, we just get unlucky enough for one of them to listen. <laughs> like, one of the ones we haven't gushed about. Or one of the ones we've gushed too much about.
1: Either way, I want to hear from them. I know, we do. I'm just curious. <laughs> really interested. See, this is why we're going to cover porn.
2: Yeah, we're so doing a porn before it's all said and done. Wait, we're shooting one or we're covering one? <laughs> we're covering uh, a porn. For the record, either way, I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, but real quick, number one, covering a porn, people will actually want to listen to. Doing a porn, no one's ever gonna want to watch, listen to, or have anything to do with unless they have a very morbid curiosity.
1: Dude, people are into bears and we fit yeah, that.
2: Oh, uh, we do fit like really badly too. <laughs> like good I mean really like if exact.
1: We, if if we wanted dudes, we would do okay if we were trolling for people that that's, like bears. That's true. I, I
0: know people that uh would pay. Would pay?
1: There you go. <laughs> so uh don't knock it till you try it. We may end up being gay for play. (laughs)
2: wait wait did you say pay or play because dude you gotta be really specific yeah (laughs) six of one
1: half dozen of the other (laughs) and that's also an outtake and possibly a clip oh god Vanessa run (laughs) or just hang out and make fun of us they cut from that because I guess fuck us we don't get to see Pam Greer to Huggy Bear out walking around Jesus fucking Christ movie what the fuck are you trying to do to me that's
0: why that's why coffee is the better movie you get more Naked Pam Greer. Fair enough. Because you get the sex scenes with them actually
2: naked in bed together. And just now point.
1: taking some time to go purchase the Blu ray of coffee because I only have the DVD. Wait, wait, wait. You go. <laughs> he just,
2: fucking, he just left the room. Not not right now. Get back here. Not, I'll be back. No, man. get yep. back here right now. We're doing a fucking show. Pam Greer. Fucking Vanessa's here. Don't be fucking Call rude. Me. Yeah, get back here. I'm not done. All right, I'm back. All okay. Right.
1: Sorry, I just, I just. Jesus Christ. My computer's right here. Why did I have to leave the room? I, I don't know. It's so <laughs> <laughs> I like to masturbate when I order Pam Grier movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a courtesy of leaving the room.
2: Uh, thank you. <laughs> First time for f- everything. I guess.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. We're never going to get this nope. fucking episode done. Uh,
2: and it's our 10 into the Foxy Bound review. That's how it's
1: going to go go right into the music and get you out of here, Vanessa. Thanks for hanging out so late with us. It's oh, yeah, okay. it's 11.30 for her. Jeez. Yeah, no kidding. All right, here we go. Oh,
0: like I won't be up for another two, three
1: hours. Smoking weed and watching more fucking Pam Green movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Maybe. She's going to go to that lesbian bar or the strip club across the street. I'm not judging. I'm just I'm saying I'm jealous. You. I am. yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. Huddle up in the middle here, perverts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the rallying cry when the three of us work together <laughs> from here so. on out. Oh! up in the middle
4: here, perverts. All right.